and welcome to Ramjack and the final lesson of the Fragile Warlord. Greetings, everyone. I am Alex, and joining me today for the podcast is our good friend, Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. Didn't say hi to me. Oh. Huh. I mean, I said hi to you before. I didn't know you needed to be on air. Didn't know you needed on-air uh, salutations. The audience doesn't know that. Oh. Hey, audience, just so you know, um, I said hi to Alex, and I meant it. I, no. I, I, I meant that greeting. I meant it. I don't know if Alex meant it or if he's just putting on a show, uh, but when I greeted Alex, I meant it with all of my heart. Now, don't get it twisted. We are putting on a show because that's what we're doing. But you're right. I meant it with my heart, too. And I also want the audience to know that I... Look, Brad, hi. I didn't say it either. I'm just... Maybe I'm sensitive about social things because of these quarantine times that we live in and, you know, Mm. social distancing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm rusty, you know? I haven't talked to a lot of people. It's cool. It's cool. That's not true. I talk to a lot of people all the time online. If anything, I've been prepared for this my entire life to work from home. But Alex is a liar. Um, Again, he's 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 all he's put on a show. His whole life is putting on a show. He's a real sociopath. Everything (laughs) is just a facade. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On that note. Given the title of what we're going to be talking about later in the uh, episode, we're going to be watching another uh, mystery from Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. This one is called The the Mystery of the Flickering Torches. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's also a lie. Yeah. It's a huge lie. What else could you have named the episode? Something about planes again? Question Um, mark. The Mystery of the Planes. Solved. Finally. Mystery of how everybody can fly a plane in the 70s. Um, <laughs> music, uh, the melodic mystery, something because th- we had a lot of music in this episode. Mystery of the Hardy Boys musical taste. Um, hmm. uh, mystery, musical t- mystery of why this country music uh, person dresses like this. Because it know. is country, right? It certainly sounds it. I think it would be more like folk rock or something. Because it's not like in it's the like- 70s, country was still country. Yeah, right. but this is this isn't folk either. It's like it's just kind of like it's just more poppy country. It's some real grand old Opry, like poppy country. I have a lot of questions around this. The music. This is safe white people music, is what it is. And at, in the audience of this person, we in their concerts, it is all just white people. Yeah, and it's kind of lame because how white people enjoyed music in the late seventies, just kind of like sitting in their seat or just kind of like gently nodding, but not is weird. Yeah. Like, it's strange to watch. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Very bad. Very bad. We'll get more into it later, but the song, You Can't Dance to This One, really bothers me for some <laughs> True reason. Words. Truer words. I don't know all of the lyrics, but the beginning seems like there's a musician on stage or a band, and they're playing music, and they're like, hey, guys, play something we can dance to. And they're, like, defying them, saying, fuck you. You can't dance to the song we're playing. Unless you take a chance or something? I don't I don't get it. But I know that the Hardy Boys are super into it. They are like and it's Dad Hardy is Ooh. like really just like, yeah, trying to make that oh. connection with other people in the audience, like, we're here, we're vibing, let's do it. <sighs> but that's later in the show, guys. There's tons of stuff to talk about before we get into mysteries. Indeed. Let's pace ourselves. What's up, Brad? How are you doing? Um, you know, I'm surviving, surviving. Um, what's happening on your end, friend? How are you, how are you doing in these quarantine times? What's going on? Oh, um, Ohio 
I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, was one of the first states to really just lean into let's try to let's try to stomp that curve you know let's try to get it as low as possible um so we've been kind of on lockdown for a while and they made it official like technically law enforcement could force you into isolation if you if you go out and try to do stuff i guess gather at the park with like 20 individuals they can come and like hey guys if you don't leave we're gonna have to arrest you and you can just do this in jail I don't know how it works. I honestly don't know how or what they can do to stop you from a police other than to just be like forcefully take you to your house. But we're, yeah, technically we're on a bigger lockdown and there's other stuff. Some people, some grocery stores are going solely to pick up and delivery. You can't actually go into them, which isn't a bad idea. Wow. They still haven't caught that masked man in the Kroger I was at. Um, Shout out to the last episode where we talked about that really lame joke. Um, it's been interesting. Vera is still going to her daycare provider, but it's not a daycare. It's, we have like a, like a, a nanny thing going on. So there's not a lot of kids there and it's under the limit set by our state. Kids cannot congregate in larger numbers than six at a daycare like facility. And we're fine. So until one of us gets really sick or we start seeing things getting bad, we are going to keep her in there because it would be impossible to work from home with her here she's a tiny child and they do not you just yeah. can't yeah. you can't joey is pretty awesome joey's actually down here with me now recording he's got his headphones on he's got his tablet um he's just hanging out i mean when you're older you've got everything in the world to occupy your mind and time and school he's got a little chromebook they sit home with him so he's got his own little laptop um he had to do one of his homework assignments was program in basic Whoa. Not not basic, not basic. Assembly one zero zero one zero zero one. Wow! And they, I mean, you, he can't program an assembly. He can't. But it's it's more of like let me just type out the code to something. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, I was I think I was upstairs doing work uh, for my work, working remotely, which is totally fine. Um, and they were downstairs figuring it out, and they couldn't get it to run. And Emily accidentally deleted. Everything Joey had typed over the course of 10 minutes. <laughs> so they were just like, yeah, you, you did it. We saw you do it. It's fine. Even if it didn't run, it's fine. Because he was really disappointed. He was like, what do you mean? I typed all that stuff and I can't even get it to run. Now, granted, it was just like, all right, type this, press enter. And then like a facade of coding is you're going to like pretend to like actually interpret this into something. But it's whatever. He's learning basic computer stuff. Nice. I know a lot of my coworkers are really the day one of like the forced quarantine. We were remoting in and they were like, I can't do this on Monday. The day that my company said, look, just work from home. Everyone's working from home now. Cool. Monday morning. I can't do this. It's too, it's too weird. I can't, I don't know how I'm going to make this a couple of weeks. And I'm thinking, motherfuckers, this is going to last forever. If we're going to do this right. And you can't last a day. What, What can you not Oh, I hate this. I hate I hate being in my own home. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're living the dream, motherfucker. So there are two people, me and another woman, who are like, guys, this is great. Just like Brad said, it's just like, yeah, this is awesome. I get so much more work done. I can yeah. just work immediately. I don't have to drive to work. Like, if anything, it's hard for me to detach because I am in a groove at home to yeah. go do other stuff. But everyone else on these meetings, and maybe they're just... Uh, doing it 
for attention, doing it just to be contrary, and they're all doing it together. I don't know. But everyone else seems to be like, guys, I just can't. I just, it's so weird not to be in the office around people. And I'm thinking, guys, we're around people every day. We're not physically around them, but I get their influence constantly. This but morning, maybe I'm different. I, this I morning, know. I woke up. I like, I uh, looked at the phone. I was like, oh, it's, oh, it's like 7 a.m. Huh, cool. Looked at Twitter for a while. Uh, you know, nice casual morning. Then I got in the shower, uh, made some coffee. Uh, before eight o'clock, I'm already at my desk. <laughs> and life is great, right? Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Like, I can't, if anything, I'm going to be upset when I have to go back to work and Fuck work from yes. the physical location. I, th- I think after this, I really hope my company is like, hey, look, if you need to work from home, like most days of the week, that's cool. Maybe we only work from the office th- two days a week, three at the most. Because mm-hmm. we haven't really slowed productivity at all. Now we could talk about the larger business impact. One team had to work over the weekend to get um, something called accelerated underwriting, which every modern insurance company has. But we've put off because we thought, nah, does anyone really want this? Not being in front of other people or having to do like lab work to get insurance. And we were telling them so like over and over the research shows, guys, we have to do this. No one wants to interact with people. And now that they can't, they're like, oh, shit. Let's get this thing done. So some people just worked over the weekend to get it done, which is crazy, but also good. But still, what else is going on with you, friend? How? What else is happening in the quarantine times in Florida? Because it's Florida, so I'm right. assuming it's a little more chaotic than oh, absolutely. Ohio. Well, yeah, because our fucking governor is a monster. Um, so obviously, not, nothing really happening there. Um, now Orange County um, itself has—we've put ourselves on lockdown. Um, awesome. Starting thir- starting uh, tomorrow, um, we're in, we're in lockdown as of tomorrow. So who's in charge of your count ca- your Orange County? Uh, mayor. Okay, so there's a mayor of Orange County that's saying, yeah. Governor, guess what? We're going to do this anyway. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So I that's so we're finally getting somewhere. Now, um, last week. Uh, I mentioned I was still working in the office because for whatever fucking reason. And I was working in the office all last week. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because we sent an email like on Monday. It's like, hey, you know, if it, or I, maybe even the week before, like if any, if you're able to work from home, you know, uh, go ahead and work from home, you know. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. So I asked my boss, I was like, hey, should I be working from home? And he was like, no, nah, I don't think so. Not yet. I was like, what are you doing? Nonsense. Like, there's no reason I shouldn't be working from home already. Bar this nonsense. Should be working from home. So... Is your is your boss a crazy conservative by chance? Oh, of course. Of course. Okay, that explains it. That yeah. explains why he's like, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, Come it wasn't... I also, I mean, I, I don't know that it was really his call either. I think it was above him. Because, like, nobody is working from home. Like, like, I think there's, like, four people in our office that were actually working from home last week. Hardly anyone. So... I, I don't know what the hell the politics of it are, but whatever. So finally, like Friday, like I and I'm just like all week I'm like this is this is so stupid. I shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. There is no reason for me to be here. I'm getting pissed off that I'm here. I overheard them like telling some people that they could work from home. And I'm like, these <gasps> fuck- they're letting other people work from home, motherfuckers. I am yeah. gonna lose my goddamn mind. And there's people in the de- in another department. They're like basically sit on the other side from me. And I heard them like, oh, I think yeah, I think I'm gonna take my monitor home. And I was like, those motherfuckers are getting to work from home. 
And then, like, later in the day, I hear some people that are in my department! And it's like, and they're gonna be working from home. And I was like, first of all, these those people are hourly employees. So <laughs> hourly employees are gonna be working from home, and they regularly have, like, actual physical paperwork they have to get signed off on. And they're wow. gonna be working from home, um, and, like, I have not been told I can work from home yet. I was, I was like, I, fuck this place. Fuck this nonsense. Because this is crazy. I am the one person that could ease of everyone in this fucking company. I could work from home by far the easiest. But Brad, you, you, if anything, you should be flattered, right? You are so essential to the company that they feel like you need to be in the office as an anchor, as a rock for these people working from home remotely. If Brad isn't there and he cannot look into these systems and get me information... I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you were, you and, because you were there with the C-suite, right? <laughs> you and, we like, all the are, CF- We all are. Yeah. It's, you it's, all are? Yeah, it's, it's, we're on one floor of this. We're all on the fourth floor. We're all in the same fucking place. It's not a big company. Yeah, but, I mean, C-suite as far as, like, the only other people that were there with you were the executives, right? No, our whole department. Oh, the whole department every, was? Well, that's yeah, stupid. we're all there. It's, that's again, super small dumb. small company. Yeah, we're oh, all well, there. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. But now you're working from home. Yeah, so fin- finally, the very end of the day, my boss was like, um, hey, just want to let you know, uh, we decided we're going to let people work from home, so if you want to start working from home next week, that's fine. I was like, okay, great, thanks, appreciate it. I was like, all right, cool, cool. I'm like, cause I'm like, I'm like ready to cut somebody, <laughs> you motherfuckers. Do not let me start working from home. Cause it's was, anyone, was anyone like coughing or like showing some symptoms in the office and people were just ignoring it? Uh, there was one person that was out sick. Like oh. last Friday, could have been anything. I could have been anything. maybe. Who knows? But who knows? But yeah, finally. Uh, well, also like last week, I think last Friday, they were putting in like a curfew from like 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. That's um, weird, but for, okay. Yeah, for Orange County, like okay, this teenager little curfew is not really gonna do anything. But cool, cool. I guess people can't go out and enjoy the nightlife or whatever. And they also, and that's when they, that's when they also, I think that may have been the same time where they finally banned, like, no eating in restaurants. You can still pick up takeout and all that, but we're in Florida. We're real late to the party, which is also one of the many reasons why we have, like, you know, one of the largest growing um, rates. You guys, New York, I heard, like, Louisiana's getting hit really hard. Yeah. So, uh, it's kind of crazy times. Kind of crazy times. One update is I went to my dentist last week. You know, I was going to have the root canals. Mm -hmm. So yeah. and I I had to go to the uh, I what into whatever whatever that person is, um, not my regular dentist, the person that does root canals and whatnot. I don't remember their name either, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, endo whatever that person, uh, endodontist is that right? That makes more sense. It's not. I feel like there's an extra soul. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's something along those lines. Went to this person to get these root canals. Uh, again, had to have two root canals. And I was like, all right, well, you go here, you get the root canals, and then we'll do the crowns. You have to come back to the regular dentist and then get the crowns put on. So I go. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to do one of the root canals, um, and then um, you'll have to come back and get the second root canal. Oh, no. why? So why is this? Ar- so this is already, this has gone from being two separate, like, trips, like, to do root canals and then crowns. Now I have to do root canal crown root canal crown or root canal root canal crown crown i don't know i mean is it three trips is it four trips i don't even know huh 
Okay. They do the x-rays and they look at it and they're like, all right, well, uh, this one looks to be the, the one that's worse off, so we're gonna go ahead and do this one. I was like, cool, whatever, just go ahead. And also, the, the other thing is like, I was ha- I originally was having a lot of tooth pain, um, which is what preceded all of this. Um, but it actually lessened. It lessened out. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was still uncomfortable, but it wasn't. You know, pain, bad pain anymore. So I was. I was okay. And this one, I was like, all right, whatever. Just let's get this taken care of. So they do the root canal and they put in uh, a temporary filling. And it's basically like you get the temporary filling, and then you got to go back and you get the crown. I think you see where this is going. Oh yeah. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the justification for doing one at a time? I don't know. You didn't even ask. I, I totally fine. I, I, I understand. I understand. I was just curious. I because there's. I don't think there's a reason unless they were like right beside each other. Which yeah, they were. Why you wouldn't do it? Okay. Well, then maybe that was why they wanted. I, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know if they then, wanted to let it I heal or if they just they were afraid of too much swelling or I don't know or maybe it's an insurance thing. Who the fuck knows? Dentistry is confusing. Um, so uh, yeah, they do that. They put the temporary filling in, and they you know, they give me the paperwork. It's like, all right, well, um, you um, want to call your regular dentist and get the crown um, scheduled. Um, the temporary filling, um, you should be good for at least sixty days. Um, now after that, wow. there is a chance that like it could, um, you know, that the temporary filling could, you know, it could deteriorate or um, it could come loose. Um, also, you want to avoid eating anything uh, um, sticky or hard or, or, you know, chewing on anything like that um, while you have the temporary filling in. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Sounds great. That was on Wednesday. So Thursday, I tried to call my dentist. Couldn't get through. Uh, Friday, I tried to call. Oh, but they're not open on Fridays. Cool. So then Monday, I call I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, we just, uh, we're actually, uh, because of uh, COVID-19, no. uh, we can schedule something for you tentatively, but we're not sure if we'll actually be able to take anybody in. Um, so we'll schedule you for May, um, and hopefully we'll be open by then and we can see patients. But again, that's all, that's, we're not sure if we'll actually be able to see anyone because right now we're under uh, orders that we can't take any, like, ah! I have a temporary filling. What do I do? She's like, well, you know, uh, the temporary filling, I've known people that have had them in for months and have not had any problems at all. So um, hopefully that'll be fine. Also, you know, you can also, you can even go to Walmart and you can get like a, a temporary uh, a filling um, kit. Um, so if your what? filling comes loose, you can put in, you can put in this like temporary stuff that'll basically hold it there. I'm like, Oh god, over the counter. I mean, not over the counter. Um, yeah, over the counter. Y- yeah, do filling. your own dentistry. Yeah, do your own filling repair. Oh, the other thing. Oh, by the way, if if like the if the filling uh, does um, deteriorate or come loose or anything, it could cause another infection, and then you'd have to get a you'd have to get a, a root canal again. Damn. What cool, do you cool, do? Cool, cool, cool. I hope hopefully I'll be able to get in in May. I made an appointment. Uh, until then, I guess I will not be eating any toffee apples. Wow. Ah. It's nuts, man. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know if it's going to be May. You may have to have that filling last for a couple of oh, yeah. more months. I, I was, I honestly, I was in, uh, uh, last time I was in Walmart, I, was, I looked at that uh, temporary kit and I was like, should I go ahead and buy one of these? Just in case? And I was like, no. Put it on now. Double the temporary filling. I mean, it can't be worse, right? Yeah. Yeah, that could be worse. Put, yeah. a, put, a, put a filling over your filling and make it a secure filling. No. 
right? I'll skip. I'll skip. I'll skip that. Yeah, that's. I don't. I don't think that's how it works. No, but then again, that. I don't know how you do a temporary filling at home. It's just this that little. It's just this tube weird. of stuff, and you just put it on your tooth, and I guess you let it dry. And I, I don't know. Basically, I feel like you're just putting super glue on your tooth. I think you, they're giving I, you a tube yeah. of super glue. I think they're having you yeah. glue your tooth. You glue your tooth. They'll get in there with a the drill and get all the glue out, and then they'll, you know, do the other stuff <laughs> to get the filling in. So or the crown or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's that's my situation currently. Huh. dude, it's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah. You think the dentist can make a house call if it gets worse? No. No, I don't. Because <laughs> I no. I had I had a dentist appointment to get... Um, I had two little cavities. They're like, we should probably go ahead and get these filled in for you. I mean, it's on the edge, but we don't want to get worse, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. So I set up an appointment for the next week because I've got my teeth cleaned and they were like, all right, let's do this. And then they called me and were like, hey, we can't take... It's on the fence right now. We're not supposed to see you unless it's like a, a necessary uh, thing, which your crowns would count as necessary. No, I think they, they would mentioned not. It. No, they wouldn't, uh, because that's what happened when I called. They said we can only see emergencies. I'm like, but I have a temporary filling. Does not count. That's bullshit. Yeah, that filling only has a sixty day. Would it count if it was ten? Like it would count if it was ninety days on the filling, or is it? If the filling comes off, does it become an emergency then? I don't know. No clue. No clue. Goodness. I, I, I hope we're able to... I hope you're able to get in the dentist soon. Yeah. I don't know if you need to have, like, on the sly, get the dentist to come to your house. I don't know if that's even possible. That's absolutely... Look up that... That's definitely not possible. You realize dentists have all kinds of, like, tools and machinery and things they have to use. Brad, you this can't is just 2020. Like, you can't... This, no, yeah, it's 2020. It's not 1850. You can't just pack a bag of dental tools and just hop hop on the horse and uh, you do, uh, travel you do not know what's You do not know what's on the dark web. I do not know what's on the dark web. I'm wildly speculating. I think it's interesting to have a dentist do house calls like they did back in the long time ago. But you're right. They probably wouldn't be able to do no, that. They, no one would do they that. They definitely cannot i it's not it's not we don't know it's a they definitely cannot i don't know what you're doing on the dark web but whoever you're talking to is not a dentist that is somebody's weird fetish <laughs> it could have been dentist fan fiction i don't know what the hell i was I, reading you're either talking to you're talking to a weird fetishist or a torturer oh i'm a dentist or maybe totally. it's maybe a little bit of both who knows are are uh yeah our thoughts are with you in this time, friend. Cheers, I hope cheers. you. Uh, I hope it. I hope it works out. Huh? Let's hope. Let's hope. Mm. Um, another advent in Brad's life and my life is we both are now officially PC gamers, at least from the hardware we have on our machines. Because I have a gaming mouse, <laughs> and Brad does too. I do. I have a. I have a gaming keyboard and a gaming mouse. Yours um, is that mechanical keyboard too, right? It is. Is it? You got the clickety clacks going yeah, on over there. All kinds of clickety clacks. Nice. Click, 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 click. It's fun. Click, I like it. Um, yeah. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm really torn if I should like switch out my th- this keyboard and mouse with that one. So I don't know. Totally. Why would you not? I well, because there's cords. Um, it's it's corded. So. Oh, okay. That's gonna. I there are already a lot of weird cord situations here. Um, but. I don't know. I'm gonna figure it out. Um, but yeah, so I was I, I was getting ready for this uh, long period of working from home. I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna I gotta buy some equipment because uh, I was like, I I don't want to just have to be constantly shifting my keyboard and mouse. So I'll buy I'll buy the cheapest keyboard and mouse I can find online, and um, 
I, obviously, I don't know if you guys have tried to buy anything from Amazon recently, but it's kind of the Wild West with Amazon. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, we all got to do what we got to do, but goddamn, it is, it's kooky times there. Um, and I, I basically got all these orders in right before shit got crazy. Um, nice. So I, yeah, I ordered, I've ordered a, I ordered a keyboard and mouse, I ordered a docking station, and I ordered a new monitor. So awesome! I'm I'm living the full tech life, and and of and of course, uh, obviously some dice because gotta have my dice. Um, you gotta have dice. Future dice fu- for life. Fu- future 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 episode discussion. Future episode discussion, indeed. Ladies and uh, gentlemen, you cannot wait for this discussion because oh I cannot wait for this discussion. I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I'm just saying, gaming night's gonna get kooky. Uh, <laughs> but. I, I, yeah, I get this. I get this mouse and this keyboard, and like it, it lights up and it glows. And um, the mouse—I don't know if you can turn the mouse lighting, glowing thing off. I haven't figured it out. Um, this is this is a a Chan Chao R8 series um, keyboard. Um, whatever its appearance, design, or its user experience, you will get a super cool gaming equipment. Of course, <laughs> it's also your best partner at working gaming competitions. 26 anti-ghost, 10 million click-key lifespan. Fast response, no matter how fast you play. The keyboard provides shortcut key control for gaming, multimedia key control for entertainment, email, sounds, music, and forward-backward. Enjoy fast return. We provide 30 days money back or replacement. Um, so... Nice. It's, uh, it's got a werewolf on, on the box. Ooh, um, howling at the scary. moon? Um, no, just kind of growling. He's a growly guy. Um, That's a gaming wolf if I've ever seen one. Oh yeah, he's growling because he's ready to play. Yeah. It also it also came with a with a mouse pad. So uh, I got oh, a, dude, got a mouse I feel pad. like I I feel like I got oh, ripped off. Dude. I bought a. Uh, <laughs> you I bought just. A, I should have. I just got a gaming mouse. The main reason was because one, it was affordable. It was cheaper than I would say some of the other mice because I would say the standard office mice also went very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so did the Amazon like basics mice, which is all we need. Yeah. But I thought, all right, I'll just grab one of these gaming mice, I guess, since it's still within the ability to be delivered by Prime in two days. So mm-hmm. that's good. And I guess it's cool that it lights up. But we also have one that's alive. Like I'm pretty sure it's got AI on it because it's constantly it's like breathing the light yeah. pulsates as it is. Yeah. Um, mine's, so, mine's got rainbow colors. Ooh. Our, ours you can program. Default is blue breathing, but I know we can have it go through everything. I saw your keyboard. That is a beautiful keyboard. It's very nice, actually. I, I really do like it. And you can actually... I can I turn off the lights on the keyboard, which was which was nice. I can't on the mouse. Maybe you can somewhere in the software, but there's no hardware. And on the... There's directions on how to turn off the... Uh, uh, keyboard um, with controls Ooh. on on the box, but none for the mouse. So uh, trying to figure that out still. And considering uh, this is um, clearly not uh, um, uh, the English is not that great on any instructions here. I don't know that I'm gonna have a lot of luck figuring this out. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta find the driver. It's gonna be hard. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, you know. Um, my mouse came with a beautiful little tiny disc, uh, optical disc, super tiny. It's like, here are the drivers. And I'm like, it's oh. 2020. Who the fuck has optical discs on their machines? Yeah. But cool. And it took me forever to find it online. And by that, I mean, it took me 10 minutes, which is forever for a mouse driver. You should be able to just type in Google and find it. 
And once I found it, I realized on the instruction manuals, the very last thing on page five of the English directions was in tiny print. Oh, go to this website to download the driver, by the way. So that was bullshit. Um, I, it was, mine had none of, no instructions. Interesting. No driver, nothing. Just go. Just, yeah. Just plug it in, figure it out. Figure it out. I mean, also, it's plug and play. I mean, come on. Who really, why do you need any kind of drivers? I mean, yeah. Oh, to fix those lights, man. To go, your, to go dark. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> to murder out your mouse so that at night no one can see where you're moving. Your gaming moves are your own and they, they don't know what to suspect. Oof. I don't know how it works, guys. I haven't, I've yet to use it for gaming. Well, so it, well, Joey's been using it for BMG and Sims, but I, go I, ahead. um, so I, because again, as all this is going down, I was like, well, I'm gonna be home for a while. Maybe I'll play a video game, uh, you know, as I do maybe twice yeah. a year. Um, and I was like, all right, well, let's see. Hey, I wonder what. And I just opened up Steam. And I'm like, oh wow, there's a new Doom game that's just come out. Oh yeah, Doom Eternal. Yeah. So I was like, is oh. that is it Doom Eternal or Doom Infinite? I can't yeah, remember. No, I think it's Eternal. Um, and I was like, wow, well this, uh, I mean, as always, this uh, provokes my, the best thing about playing a video game once once or twice a year is that uh, old games are now very new to me. So I was like, I wonder if I can get like the last Doom. Uh, and apparently oh. there was a Doom in 2016. Yeah. Um, that apparently is quite, it was well reviewed, people like it. And I was like, well, can I find that cheap on the internet? And I was like, oh, I did. Five dollars. Oh yeah, man. So uh, I I've got the I got the 2016 Doom for five dollars, and I installed it. Well, I left it installing overnight because obviously it took forever. Oh yeah. Um, and the I'm next sure morning, it's... I played a solid five minutes of 2016 Doom. <laughs> Have you gone back to it yet, or no, do you think no, you're going I, to? It's... I I'd like to. You I just your... haven't time. Haven't had time. A dollar a minute. You've already well worth the price. Well worth it, hey guys. Listen, if if you if you like the idea of playing a video game, but know you're never gonna have the time, guys, just buy the the last version of a game you haven't played. It's gonna be very exciting and new to you, and that's all that matters. I am constantly living in in a in a world of four to five year old games, and it's great because every uh. Every uh, once or twice a year when I'm like, I'll play a video game. Oh, there it is. And I get five minutes of entertainment out of it. <laughs> Maybe I'll go back. I like the idea of a Doom because you're just, much like a Mortal Kombat, you just go and you kill some things. Whatever. <laughs> it's, uh, the, the world of PC gaming is fascinating. Because now that we've had it, you're right. They put cells on all the time for those old games. Mm -hmm. And they're like nothing. Yeah huge games the witcher 3 is a game that's out there people freaking love and it's on sale for like 10 or 12 bucks right now mm -hmm. and that game is freaking huge yeah. way too big i'm not gonna sit down and play 120 hours of a video game anymore mm -mm. i mean the last game i still haven't finished those with those kids in fire emblem yet Ooh. i'm still two missions done i just haven't gone back to it yet i don't got time for those kids i definitely don't have time for some i don't have time for another 120 hour game no but a little doom, Rob? Just jump in and kill some demons? I'm telling you, and it's real good. Why not? It's real good. I like it. I like just killing some things. It's fun. It's a good time. I've, I've seen some stuff for the new one, and it looks absolutely crazy. Well, in five years, uh, maybe I'll find out. Oh. The next, the next pandemic, assuming we survive this one. I mean, if another pandemic happens right after this, we're done, right? I'm, Civilization's just over. Uh, we, I think we don't know that we're not done already. <laughs> True. 
I mean, we're talking about possible 30 to 40% unemployment. Which is about what it was. Well, that's worse than the Great Depression if it's 30% unemployment. Yeah. Um, we're- but unemployment back then meant something different than now. I don't... Yeah. I mean, not... not Okay, yeah, you were unemployed, but the jobs were different, I would say. Yeah. Um, like, we're already in, in the middle of something that's worse than 9-11. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Like, this is the worst thing that's happened in our lives, like, historically speaking. Easily. I mean... Yeah. I don't know how it's going to be for a lot of people, I guess, next week when rent is due in states that haven't yeah. have felt the effects but have not actually done the things to be like, all right, you can go on unemployment and expedited that. I know Ohio has been really – they started that a few weeks ago, I think, so that, look, if you're unemployed, we're going to speed this through, give you more money. And they'll have to say that on their own regardless of the uh, what the Senate and the House have been trying to pass. Yeah. But not every state does that. And those people, I yes, that must be absolutely terrifying for someone. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, next week is going to be a hairy, hairy time. Like, I mean, I'm very fortunate that my job is secure and I, I doubt it's going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, who knows? We are, as a, I work for a small bank. It's not, you know, one of the big banks, but it's still a bank. So, I mean, bank's pretty, pretty, pretty secure, but who knows? Who knows? Could get bought by a larger bank. I, likely. Yeah, could just go under. Like, who knows? Who knows? Like, shit can happen. Like, we're in crazy <laughs> times. The, some For some reason, all the money in your bank was just put in the stock market, and it's just gone now. Which could... That that is actually probably realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, banks are weird... They're weird things. Like, it's a weird Should've. system, and yeah, it's interconnected to everything else, and yeah, small one can easily go under. They should should have sold all their uh, stock in petrol and just like oil and just bought Domino's stock, which is apparently doing gangbusters because, yeah, now we're in the time of delivery of food and that's cheap and it's there. Their price stock has actually gone up by a significant amount. A lot of those places actually have, but oil, not so much. Yeah, good. Other classic stocks, not so much. Yeah, I mean, fuck the stock market. Um... I mean, we all know the other thing that this accentuates, which is weird, and I guess a lot of people just never thought about this, because why would they? Most people live week to week on their paychecks. Yeah. Easy. Month yeah. to month on their paychecks for sure. Definitely. And now when you tell certain people, like in Congress, like, well, no, guys, we need to do this as soon as possible because the month's ending and people need to pay rent and they need to have that money. And they're like, what? They don't have a a few hundred dollars in saving well they would say they don't have a few tens of thousands of dollars in savings because those motherfuckers are rich but and you're like no guys they don't they do they do they have a savings yeah it's insane it's it what's even more insane to me is that we can be in the middle of this and people are like uh are not i would say questioning the biden thing for the democrats oh they're not consi- obviously they're not questioning the rapist joe biden because uh, we the just, MIA Joe Biden who barely comes out from his are the person hiding. that reporting just came out about how he fucking sexually assaulted a woman in 1993. As wow, 93. Yeah, she's been trying to. Uh, she's like this, this woman has been like saying this forever, um, and like it's just getting out. Uh, and fucking organizations would not uh, work with her uh, because of because Joe Biden was going to be the nominee for president. Um, like, fuck, fuck Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a rapist. Donald Trump's a rapist. Don't vote for either one of them. Do not vote for either one of them. Stop Truth. voting for rapists. But the thing, 
that I was going to spin that into is that obviously the progressive ideas of universal health care. Yeah. Uh, and even the more, I would say, the true progressive, like, hey, universal basic in- income looking yeah. really good right now. These are I, these. That is this is one of the many situations you would. This is that's choice. That's what you want. Yeah. You know, what's looking real bad right now. Uh, capitalism. Capitalism mm-hmm. is looking real bad. So uh, fuck that shit. Like, I, again, I, we were willing to settle for Bernie Sanders uh, before all this shit. Uh, Bernie Sanders is not left enough now. Like, we, like we'll like we still take him because he's the best we got because uh, we're willing to compromise. Uh, but Bernie Sanders is not left enough right now. Like, we, we need, like, the left. This should be an opportunity to burn capitalism to the fucking ground. Not give out fucking bailouts to corporations. Like, no. Fuck the cruise line industry. No. No cruise line industry. Goodbye. Who wants to save the cruise line industry? No. I know we have a mutual college friend that is living that cruise ship life. Yeah. Uh, it, I'd like to think that he's some sort of commander of entertainment or something on these things. I don't know what his proper title is. Don't know. And I love looking at his Instagram feed and seeing him yeah. in various places Absolutely. around the world. But at the same time, yeah. cruise ships... <laughs> No, no. Listen, if cruise ships go under, cruise ships go under. If after society's stable again, um, somebody can find a way to make a cruise ship business work, cool for them. Cool. Um, But if they go under, fine. I got no problems with cruise ships going under. Um, Because right now we don't have ventilators. So uh, ventilators above cruise ships. Uh, Grocery store workers above everyone else. Like fucking heroes in the field. Oh, yeah. Like, immediate, like, immediately give everything to grocery store workers. Grocery store workers and doctors, like, immediately all of your debts are canceled. Like, all of your debts. Your student loan debt, your mortgage, uh, your credit card bills. Hey, guess what? Uh, you're, you, it's all done. Dunzo. It's on us. Wink. We got it. You're heroes. Thank you for your service. I don't, I... In fact, give them all a vacation. Bring all the fucking state-sponsored murderers. Um, take them out of all of the places that they're murdering brown people. And uh, put them in, in fucking uh, checkout lines. Make them work at grocery stores. No one's mentioned that. Yeah. Bring um, in the Navy hospital boats to the coast. Pay vacation for all grocery store employees. Uh, put all the fucking state-sponsored murderers. Put them, make them wear an apron. Put them, put them at the checkouts. They shouldn't be, I mean, I'll let them have a camouflage apron, something to, like, de- designate that they were a soldier, but I don't want them in their uniforms. No, that's fuck too, no. That's too, no, no. I, I want gonna them be to like be friendly and approachable. Uniform. They're going to be in a Publix uniform. Uh, they're going to yeah. wear a name tag that says, hi, my name is whoever. How can I help you? Smiley face. And they got to smile. They got to do it. Yeah. You didn't know what you were signing up for when you the uh, the reserves, but now we're calling you in. Come on in here. One day you're killing uh, brown people at a wedding. Next day you are stocking produce. At a wedding? That is a crazy life. Well, that's what you do when you're a state-sponsored murderer. You kill brown people at weddings. That's what they do. Fuck the troops. We need to get them into the grocery stores and and. Yeah. Let them do something. Let them do something good for once in their life. It's time they repay their debt to society. I, this could be a lot worse, and it's already really bad. Mm -hmm. Like COVID nineteen is really 
just as a virus and how it's infecting, even though it is going to kill so many more people, even if even if we flatten the curve, this is really bad. Yeah. But it could kill a lot more. But even as it is, the, the, the survival rate is pretty good. You just can feel like really bad for a few weeks, assuming you're not one of those that die. Right. But if this was a worse pandemic of something that was like very fatal, like that has happened in times in history. There have been viruses that have been what more. Yeah, you're right. Are, we would be facing something that would be a lot more devastating. Mm. For I, I have hope that we'll be able to survive this as a so- civilization I, and a culture the, the and come out better. But if it was worse, there would yeah, there'd be no way we would be able to survive it. It would just be nope. I mean, the, the, the problem is, and I'm not sure the exactness of these numbers, but this is a number I've heard, and I'm throwing it out there. Um, but I've heard of of the uh, of the cases. Um, of the people infected, like twenty percent of those people do end up needing to be hospitalized. Um, and if that's the case, again, not positive of those numbers, but I've heard that number thrown around, so we'll stick with it for now. If that is the case, I mean, as this thing spreads, we don't have enough ventilators. We're all, oh we're, no! Like that's the problem is that we aren't prepared because um, our entire medical, especially our medical system, is based on capitalism, and therefore uh, it's about thin margins. So we don't have excess of anything. It's all about having the slimmest margins of exactly what we need. We don't. We don't want to have any more extra anything, um, because that's how capitalism works. Which is the whole point of, I guess, flattening the curve is that it helps to to not strain that system. Because if we didn't, you're right. If 20% of those people needed it, 20% of the U.S. population is a fucking lot of people. Yeah. What is it? The 3%? Like, we'll say that the, the death rate or the fatality rate is around 3 or 4, which I've heard that thrown out. And that's like, what, 8 million something people? Yeah. That's 8 million people. Yeah. 8 million people. 20% need hospitalization? That's impossible. That's not going to work. Yeah. yeah. And then that, that small percentage of, of fatality um, goes up astronomically when they can't get the basic health care they actually need. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... So that, that's, that's, that's the chaos yeah. of it all. And that's, like, that's what happened in Italy. It was just... It spread so fast and it was completely overwhelmed the system because they were not prepared. And we're not doing shit. I mean, Grant, it seems like Ohio's been... Ohio's, Ohio's been, on the been Like, you guys been have been on, on top. But, like, Florida has, has barely, it was still barely trying. Like, I don't, I don't know what Miami's doing. Uh, like, Orlando's getting it together, finally. Um, but DeSantis would, like, like gladly say, fuck them all, because he's a monster. But People just can't do the math. They don't understand that 3% is 8 million people. Yeah. Roughly. And that million is a very large number. <laughs> it's real crazy. Real crazy. It's nuts. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Alex, as always, uh, we like to help people. Uh, We like to play Giving Advice, the game, where we give advice to people on internet forums. Mm -hmm. Here's a question from Dr. Blow. Hi, guys. I'm just a Dr. Blow. Hi. I'm new. Smiley face. My brother and I are researching (laughs) an old castle and house in Scotland called Goblin Hall. Ooh. In Scottish, it may be referred to as Goblin Ha. <laughs> H-A. Um, located in Guilford Village, Midlothian, Scotland. And I'm wondering if anyone has any information on it or where I might find some more. 
There is a very ancient castle dating to around 1150, a little church dating to around 1250, and a mansion house dating to the 16th century. The reason for the investigation is because having lived in Scotland for nearly 10 years, I'm actually Irish. <laughs> Thanks for that. We appreciate it. I have seen and heard of most of their castles. Most of them? Wow, that's all the castles. That's all. There are a lot. Okay. And without exception, they are promoted, photographed, and most importantly, maintained by historic Scotland agencies. Mainly for the tourist industry, of course. But this one isn't. We only found it off the beaten track because we were told about it. It is ruined, overgrown, hidden away. Apparently the previous owner of the house would not allow agencies to restore it. But after trying to find out as much as possible, it appears that the castle has a, myst a mysterious past, and in mythology was built by a grand wizard who used goblins to build the underground chamber. Mythology? Mm-hmm. What Irish myth is there a myth around a castle that's Scottish? Scottish? Oh, sorry, he's sorry. Irish. She's from Ireland. Okay. I mean, unless he's got unless he's got like secret Irish um, mythology information that the Scottish don't have. Um, hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, and in mythology, was built by a grand wizard, um, who used goblins to build the underground chamber. Has anyone heard of it? Or know where to find more info on old Scottish castles built by wizards? Um, sunglasses, um, smirky, smiley face, I guess. It's one of these. Huh. Hmm. Is that the question? Is that it? Yeah, that's the question, Alex. Have you heard of huh. it? And do you have any more information on old Scottish castles built by wizards? I'm not up on my, uh, Scottish lore, but I didn't <sighs> think goblins were a part of Scottish lore and mythology. But I could be wrong, because I have not, uh, goblins have not been in my purview until huh. recently, Hello. because I just assumed. I guess if Tolkien based his uh, his J.R. like the Lord of the Rings on I quasi mythology, or in wanted England to have its own kind of mythology, which is weird. Um, maybe he got inspired by this goblin talk because <laughs> goblins are in it's The true. Hobbit. It's true, um, Alex. I got an update for you. Um, oh, this is from Caretaker. Uh, <laughs> I think what you're looking for is Yester Castle. And then he provides a Wikipedia link, which we'll look at in a second. But from Wikipedia, Yester Castle is a ruined castle located 1.5 miles southeast of the village of Gifford in East Lothian, Scotland. The only remaining structure is the subterranean Goblin Haw, or, gobl or Hobgoblin Haw, Goblin Haw. It is a scheduled ancient monument recorded as such by the Royal Commission on the Ancient Ancient and Historical Monuments of Scotland, the RCAHMS. That is that is a terrible. Um, that, that's that's too long. <laughs> Royal Way Commission long. of Ancient Historical Monuments of Scotland, the RCAHMS. Not worth it. Whew. Make it better. Be a title. Get a better acronym. Too much work. Um, oh wow! I'm, gonna, I'm Alex. I'm going to send you uh, the, the link to uh, Yester Castle. Goblin Hall, huh? Yeah. So the Grand Wizard made the castle. He forced the goblins to do it, or they did it for, like, pay. And then he, he gave um, them the hall. The Wizard of Yester. Sir Hugo de Gifford was known as the Wizard of Yester and was considered to be a powerful warlock and necromancer. It is in the undercroft of the castle that he was thought to practice his sorcery. 
15th century chronicler Walter Bauer mentions that the large cavern in Yestercastle, um, thought locally to have been formed by magical artifice, Hugo Hugo Gifford Dominus de Zester Moritis, uh, blah, 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 a lot of Latin, uh, something, 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 um... Legend, uh, suppose that Hugo was was able, via a pact with the devil, to oh. raise a magical army to his aid and use them to carry out his will. It is this <gasps> army of hob- hobgoblins that was considered the builders of Yester Castle. So, all I'm saying is, if the devil can give some troops to a grand wizard to do some kind of uh, uh-huh. civil engineering work, maybe we can get our troops into those grocery stores and mm. into the hospitals is all I'm... True. Interesting. Interesting parallels here. Alex, I got a question. What's there between a hobgoblin and a goblin? <laughs> I was about to ask you that. Because oh, I don't know. I'm going to the hobgoblin. Hobgoblin is a spirit of the hearth, typically appearing in folklore, once considered helpful, but since the spread of Christianity has often been considered mischievous. Why can't it be both? Shakespeare mm. identifies the character of Puck in the Midsummer Night's Dream as a hobgoblin. Brad, I'm sure you, I, I know you're familiar with Midsummer Night's Dream. Of course. You are, were you not a hobgoblin that built a column for the said Midsummer Night's Dream production? Wait, what now? Say that again? In your youth? Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm-hmm. What about Didn't it? you guys put that on in governor school? We did indeed. Did you or did you not build a column for that production. Oh, yes. Yes, many columns. Yes. You did the job of a hobgoblin. What? I built... I did the hobgoblin work for hobgoblins in a play? <laughs> I mean, Tennessee didn't have... To, the state schools in Tennessee didn't have a deal with the devil to, to raise a hobgoblin army. Wow. Is there a hierarchy in the hobgoblin army? A great question. Alex, um, the term hobgoblin comes okay. from hob, elf, and goblin mischievous and ugly fairy <laughs> hob okay. is a sim- is simply a rustic name for the countryside goblin a piece Ooh. of rude uh, familiarity to cover up uncertainty or fe- of fear hob is generally ex- explained as a diminutive for robert and therefore and here short for uh, uh, Robin Goodfellow, the earliest instance of the word can be traced to around 1530, although it was unlikely, it, although it was although it was likely in use for some time prior to that. So hobgoblins are country goblins. And it's kind of like, if you were one of those city goblins, you would say, oh, you're just a hobgoblin. Like, there's a class divide yeah, there. Yeah, I think, I think this is class just warfare. Just like city folk mm-hmm. versus country uh, country folk. Hobgoblin. It's the difference between trash and white trash. <laughs> Hobgoblins can't dance to this one. <laughs> mm. Hobgoblins. <laughs> white trash. So the hobgoblins are the uh, equivalent of white trash, essentially, is what no, you're telling me. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying here. Uh, Robert Goodfellows, you're just a Robert. You're just a no good hobgoblin. You're also, you're half elf, half ugly mischievous fairy creature huh they're also related to brownies oh your faves uh hobgoblins are also often found in human dwellings doing odd jobs around the house while the family's asleep no hobgoblins are hiders in the house they're white trash hiders in the house i hope there's one in your house just because that would be horrible 
right? Why would you like, wish that? You don't want a hobgoblin. No, I don't. Why do you wish it upon me? I don't know why I said that. I, I felt possessed I... for a moment, as if so, oh god. What if there's a hobby in my house? I think what we're finding out is that Alex is a sociopath. He's an absolute monster that wishes bad things upon his friends. And pro- I take and, that back. And, and promotes a, a fake facade of, of, of being a happy-go-lucky uh, good friend. I'd like to say my hand was not on the lamp. The genie did not hear it. You do not have a hobgoblin in your house. Huh. Huh. It's a good thing Joey has his headphones in. I don't think he'd be afraid of hobgoblins. Yeah. The second you said white trash goblet, it's like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. It's just like, eh. Gross. I, I'm just going to ignore them like at my table. A Larry the Cable Guy goblin. Yeah, that's what it is. Maybe it's totally different. I, I don't know. I've never seen a goblin. No. no my mom has fed brownies at my childhood home, that's according true. to... That's true. I, I'm not sure how deep she is into this stuff anymore, but... Could have been a hobgoblin the whole time. She didn't even know. How would you tell the difference? How would you know? They're invisible, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Alex, I, have another, I got another uh, a post here. Okay. Um, hi, guys. I'm just a clowny grin. A clowny grin. Ugh. Hello. Just joined this forum. My grandmother told me a story not too long ago about something she saw. She was in bed, turned towards the TV when she saw what she described as a short, greenish, gremlin-like thing glaring at her. I tried to look up some other stories of similar things and found one about this girl who said she saw a leprechaun. I don't believe it's a leprechaun. But a, a part of her story did sound familiar. She said her grandfather had seen a small and green goblin-like creature, Ford Autolipses, that just glared at him in a menacing way as he went to sleep. <laughs> hey, Grandpa, why are you going to sleep with a green menacing creature glaring at you? Oh, oh it's a green menacing creature. <laughs> Good- well, might as well go to sleep. Good night, sweet no. prince. <laughs> Weird. Weird. This story was just like what my grandmother had said. Short, green, gremlin slash goblin that glared at her as she tried to go to bed. Why are you fools trying to go to bed with monsters looking at you? Like, don't do that. Alex, if you saw a green goblin-like creature glaring at you, what would you do? Give me more of a context. Am I awake in bed, um, about to go to sleep, okay, and I look here, over and suddenly there's just like this creature looking at me? Here's the context. All right, you you're in your bed. Uh, okay. You, okay. You're you've just you've just settled in. You've taken your slippers off. You crawl under got the covers. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, you got your nightcap on. Um, you blow out the candle. Um, <laughs> you set aside. Um, you set aside the large tome you've been reading from. Um, hmm. And as you look over, um, as you lay your head down upon the pillow, uh, you see a small uh, green uh, creature glaring at you with menace in his eyes. Uh, just giving you a real glaring, scary look. What do, you, what do you do? I need you to give me a size. Is it the size of like a Barbie doll? Um, I have kids around me, so obviously. Or is it like a it, baby doll? Is it the size of a small dog? It's a little bigger than a salacious crumb. How big is Salacious Crumb? The guy from Star Wars? Well, jo- I have not, se- I have not seen Jabba, the new Star Wars. Jabba, Jabba the Hutt's little, oh, the little uh, guy. creature guy. Oh, the little guy? Yeah. 
Okay, first, if it was salacious crumb, I would throw something at it, like not it is, reactionary. It is, that's why I'm describing it as a it's a it's a small green creature glaring at you, um, a, gr- a little green salacious crumb glaring at you. Now, obviously, I would be afraid, just fear me immediately, and I don't know what I would do. I probably wouldn't scream because I'm not a screamer in that respect, but I would definitely be startled. But once I got my wits about me, I would try to talk to it or like, because if it's intelligent, it seems like hobgoblins or any type of goblin is at least it could a be sentient. a gremlin. Gremlin slash goblin. We don't know yet. Okay, wait a minute. Are you talking about, like, a gremlin's different? It's green. Actually, it's a, it's, it is a green creature. Look, I'm not sure if Hollywood's version of a gremlin is the same as, like, the real gremlins. I'm not gonna... Who knows? Hollywood sensationalizes everything. But I would be afraid at first. I would definitely not be like, oh. What if it looked like a four-foot-tall Steve Buscemi glaring at you? Oh, that's different. I'm jumping out of bed. I just have to go into combat mode to protect the house, I guess. I don't know. What if it just hisses? <laughs> like uh, like the end of Sleepaway Camp? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm calling the cops. Like, I'm grabbing, like, I'm getting in. All right, right, house. All right, all right, let's, all right, ring, ring, ring. Hello, police department. There's an intruder in my house. All Here's right. my address. Get here as soon as possible. All right. Um, are they armed? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> you you just got your entire family shot by the police. Oh, snap. You're right. Not smart. My fear overtook me. I did not think about it. Mm. In my mind, it was like, get them over here as fast as possible. Because that thing's going to be gone. Wow. Yeah, wow. I definitely wouldn't just go like, oh, and then go to sleep. Oh. Though apparently, I, I still have the Hobgoblin page up. And there's examples of like famous Hobgoblins. Oh. One of them is, one of them is named Blue Bridges. And the family- yes that he hung around was just cool with him. He was just like, they, they, here it says they took him in stride. The, the family took his presence in good stride, but some clergyman learned of his existence and banished him from the house. Even though all he did really was do harmless pranks, but did help out the family every once in a while when they were in true need. Hmm. Which I'm like, what is your agenda, Hobgoblins? Like, what are you, like, I want to know more. Once my fear subsided, I would talk to it and be like, what's up? What are um, we doing? Let's, Obviously, you're a hider in the house. Who are you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue on with Clowny Grin because there's more here. Um, Wait, uh, I got other, so I got one more thing really sure. quick about uh, hobgoblins. Um, there is a lot of variants of hobgoblins, and there is a particular Scottish hobgoblin oh. um, who is that, that's a little bit more helpful than other hobgoblins. So maybe they did raise that castle hmm. or like bring it up. Also, there's a Welsh version of goblins called a boobuck. Uh, anyway, they like heavy cream. They like doing things for cream. But um, they hate clergymen and teetotalers. There's the I two mean, people they cannot abide by, and they will relentlessly prank them. I, but they don't hurt them. They just prank them. Well, I, I mean, I support that. I mean, those are two people that, yes, I would say, if, if... Like, fuck off, if nerd. Bobuck hobgoblin was in your house, then maybe maybe you could get along with him. Yeah. Be a friend. An ally. But don't glower at me. Um, also, she was very persistent in letting me know that it was not nice, as she got the feeling it, wa- it wanted to hurt her, and was a very disturbing glare. I'm not sure if this is connected at all, but the past few years in the house, we've heard voices that mimicked our own, as well as knocks. Just last night, I heard what sounded like a squealing, squeaking sound right next to me, um, near the couch. Also, 
I, I think you just need to get a new couch. Get a new art. Yeah. yeah, definitely need a new couch. Um, also, the past month, there's been a very noticeable increase in bugs around the house. And, oh, that could be. Uh, as well as a few rats, even. Okay, that's where the squeaking and streaking and... Yeah. Oh, you have creatures in your house. Ugh. Not like mythology... Ugh. Not mythic creatures. Whereas folklore yeah, creatures. Whereas just a few months ago, the house was pests. beautiful and vibrant. It is now very dark and gloomy. Yeah, because your house is full of pests. Like, call an exterminator and clean your house. Uh, thank you for reading, exclamation point. I'm not sure if any of these things are connected to what my grandmother saw, but would like to read people's thoughts on this. Clean your motherfucking house. That wasn't a hobgoblin. That was a, a weird mutated Ugh. rat ah. that was looking at you ah. and glowering. Ah. It was like, why the hell don't you have more food in the pantry? Ah. I'm going to eat more holes in your house and get bugs in here. Ugh. This vibrant home will soon be <laughs> our domain. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. And the bugs are there because there's like a dead creature in your walls or something. Like, gross. Get your fucking shit in order. Fucking Clowny Grin. Get a new name. Clowny Grin. Gross. Clowny Grim Grin is a name that inspires horror, right? Like, yeah. that's a scary thing. No, it's terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, burn that couch as well. Just, like, burn the place down. Burn it to the fucking ground. Burn it to the ground. Level it. Build anew. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like it. No, of course not. Brad, I've been recently... Um, I've recently watched a few things streaming, obviously. One of those things is the movie called Bombshell. Have you heard of this? Oh, the the, uh, um, the Roger Stone? Yep. The Fox News. Uh, yeah. I, I guess, what would I, I... Fictional retelling of, yeah, the Roger Stone. Oh. Uh, stuff that happened at Fox News, which is, I would say, it's an interesting watch. It really, I would say, the portrayal of Fox News is comedic because it's what it is. Like, it, they, it's, I would say, I don't know how accurate it is, obviously, because it's fictional in Hollywood, but it's what you would expect if you didn't like Fox News, I would say. It's just like they paint a picture that maybe... I don't know how accurate it is given that. Like, I, I feel like there's a lens being put on it that's a little bit too visible, which is a little weird, which is fine. I mean, but it is a, it's Fox News. It's like... It's Fox News. At the same time, I'm like, all right, this is Fox News. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. Things like, at one point, uh, uh, Margaret Robbie's character is talking to someone, and she's like, hey, we're fair and balanced. Our news segments are like actual news uh, shows are fair to both sides. But our entertainment uh, programs, they balance out the liberal uh, agenda or like their whole propaganda machine. And the Fox News head is like, you got it. You nailed it. As he puts his hand on her uh, knee, he's like, you got it. And you're like, oh, this isn't going to go anywhere good. It's, I mean, it's interesting and it worth, I would say that, um, what is the name of the woman on Saturday Night Live that is on this? She's, she's really good. She's in tons of movies. Hold up. I will look up her name really quick. Oh, Kate McKinnon. Her and Margaret Robbie do a really good job. And they... Margaret Robbie's performance really grounds it. Margaret Robbie's really in the, good in everything. She is She is phenomenal in this movie. Yeah. And her and um, 
this doesn't spoil anything because it's not anything you can spoil because this is what it is. But her and uh, Kate McKinnon's character, um, uh, they oh, Kate McKinnon's character is a lesbian, and Margaret, Ro- Margaret Robbie kind of, I she's kind of I maybe she is she would be a lesbian if she could come out of the closet, but her family's super conservative. Um, they have an incredible chemistry for the few minutes that they're together on screen like that, and you're like, damn this is great like these people are i i believe this not so not so much when the other people nicole kidman does a good job but eh. uh charlize theron does a great job like imitating and i can't even remember her name the woman that left fox and had her own show on was it nbc and then they finished letting her go because she was horrible what is her name i can't even remember um anyway they everyone does an okay job John Lithgow does a really good job, but it just—it's interesting. Like I—if I I was gonna give it a Ramjack grade, it would be interesting, Mm -hmm. not a fun ride. It's interesting, but there are performances much like yeah, it's interesting. Something else I've watched is the latest season of Altered Carbon, Mm -hmm. which is the second season of that. If you're into sci-fi, I'd recommend it. Um, But it's more of like a violent sci-fi, less intense than the first season, but it's still good. Like it's fun, um, but nothing to write home about. It's interesting, I would say. Um, there's another thing I've been watching. I do want to talk about the Picard show with you because I know you've been watching that yes. and I have some thoughts and things to say, but before that, there's a movie that I think I'm not sure if you would like it or not, but it kind of skirts horror and that's called the platform. Have you heard of this? No, it's a Spanish film that they dubbed over into English and it, it works well. Um, and the premise is for some reason you are put in this place that's like a multi-level like hundreds of level uh facility you're imprisoned there for some reason and you share a cell with someone and every day a uh, platform that is coming down through the series of these stories starts at the first floor and goes down slowly and it stops at every floor for like a minute and on this platform is like a feast. It is a banquet feast. And then it keeps going down through the floors. So if you're on the first level, pick of whatever you want. But you have to eat whatever is left over from the people above you. But you don't have a lot of time to eat. And it slowly goes down hundreds of floors. There's not enough food for everybody. Um, and that's pretty much the... That's where we open. That these people realize this, and the people that we we enter in the in this this like weird uh, thought experiment are on like the seventieth floor, like the fortieth floor or something, and that's good. Even though when the food gets to them, there's like almost nothing left, and they have to like pick scraps, and it's gross. Um, but it gets crazy from there, and at the end, it veers toward. I mean, it's been doing it the whole time, but I would say it starts to kind of make more of an artistic expression, and it becomes a little bit more surreal. Not that it is already surreal. But it's, I would also say it's interesting. Put me on edge. A lot of stuff that was just pretty much like, like freaked me out. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know if you'd be into it or not. Cause it's not like a, a it's, it's interesting is all I got to say. But if, if you're looking for something a little different than a standard horror fair, maybe more akin to something like the cube, but not. And it is kind of more of like a thought experiment and almost like a, I don't know, almost like like a teleplay. Like it's very closed, very limited cast. It's interesting. I would say it's it's interesting. I, w- I would give it that, and maybe worth your time or other people's time who like things like this. Um, yeah, uh, I'll leave it at that. Nice. But Picard, 
but Picard. Oh, guys, one episode left. Um, as of a one recording, episode left. as of recording, uh, the, oh, at, well, in uh, in just a couple of hours, um, the final episode will be available. Oh snap! I mean, I don't know if I didn't I, realize. I, I don't know if it goes out at midnight, but I know it's on Thursday, so I assume midnight. Surely. Um, I'm digging it. The only thing I'll say is I, I'm not as interested in like the story or the plot is as much at this point. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I still like it because it starts. I mean, Star Trek and Picard's back. Yeah, <laughs> you got Seven of Nine running around. You got all that. It, it, it hits a nostalgic mark, and you've got uh, Data's kids around in some way, or Data's uh, relatives. I guess I don't know if you can call them all as kids or whatever. But the larger story of like artificial intelligent beings like being afraid of or us being super afraid of them and like them like this weird tale as old as science fiction I guess these things we create are better than us and we gotta like stop them and they're gonna like stop us if we don't basically Battlestar Galactica and your Star Trek is a little weird <laughs> or even like Terminator in your Star Trek like, if it was Terminator in my Star Trek I'd be a little bit more on board but this is more like it feels more Battlestar Galactica, which isn't Battlestar Galactica was pretty good from what I've seen, but term I, I don't know if it mixes. I'm just, I'm sure it's fine, and it, it's fine right now. Like I'm enjoying it, but at the same time, I'm like, nah. The story, I don't. I, I, what's happening? I, I, I'm not as invested. I mean, I'm down. Obviously, down. Um, oh, of course. I mean, look, I'm down too, but I'm just a little disappointed. I think the story could be better. I mean, but really, though, all I really want is like. I just want to. I want that one episode where Riker's just making pizza. Like that's yeah. all I want is old people talking and cooking. Like that's the show I would love. I would have loved like fifteen episodes of just everybody just comes around and like cooks dinner and they just chat. Like that's. I mean, yeah. like that's all I need. So like whatever. Um, Why can't it be more of that? Why isn't Seven of Nine sitting down with him, bringing? Let me show you something I learned out in the the Delta Quadrant. I mean, if 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 we got like a little more ballsy of like of just like accepting like you motherfuckers will literally if we call the Star Trek and we put the right actors in it, you'll watch it no matter what. (laughs) Like we know you will. You'll watch it no matter what. So we're just gonna make whatever the fuck we feel like. Um, Is there gonna be a compelling uh, reason we're revisiting these characters? No, not at all. No. Everyone's just going to get together and cook dinner. Every episode, another character cooks dinner. Hey, uh... Guess what? It's Jordy's Jordy, <laughs> turn to make pasta. Cool. <laughs> Let's all go to Jordy's house. What's happening there? Like, that, I would watch the fuck out of that show. Of course. It would be amazing. So, like, if you give me... So you're actually putting a plot on I'm like, oh, okay, you did some extra work. Cool, cool. I mean, I I get it. You're making a show that's for everyone, not just people that want to watch people cook dinner. I get it. Cool. But that would be amazing. That would Can be you imagine so great. episodes you could get? Extend it beyond next generation. Get everyone involved. Picard's going to see what Cisco's up to. I Didn't mean, he become like a god or prophet or something? What's he cooking wherever he's at? That's the, and Cisco was a great cook. He was always cooking that, yeah. that like Cajun food. Like he like real like his father was like a like a like a restaurant. So like Cisco was the was like Cisco was the only person in Star Trek that knew how to cook. I want the opening of an episode. We see a planet. It's beautiful. We get like a little uh, a title link that says Risa or something, mm-hmm. and then we go down. Picard. Riker, they're hanging out. Deanna's in the background with the kid, like just hanging out. And then all of a sudden, after like a second, 
Picard like looks over at Riker and they both look at each other and they go Creel. And they're like, and then it's another, and then we get Cisco's in the kitchen. It's like, that's what they want. They're just like, every episode, they were like, what am I in the app? What am I in the mood for? Let's just warp, beam, <laughs> transport over, and let's get, I let's mean, get those listen, real spices going. What is Cisco up to? I mean, I think someday we'll get to that level of media, assuming civilization survives. Uh, but the thing is, we're still playing by old rules now, and people still think, oh, well, we got to create something that's going to bring in new people. Uh, like, we got, like, executives that are given notes like yeah 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 we gotta have we gotta have an exciting plot why are we visiting these characters no no throw all that shit out throw it all out it's like listen these motherfuckers are gonna watch this no matter what <laughs> like you called it star <laughs> trek and you brought in the characters they like they're gonna watch it you could literally do anything and people will watch this they may not like it they'll probably argue about it on the internet but they will watch it yeah, but I would love that show. I would uh, just go all the way in, like just do it. I don't need like an ancient race. I I don't know what you know, and this is a spoiler for a video game. But have you ever heard of the game Mass Effect? You should probably. Well, you 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 want to play five minute chunks of a video game. If you were into for like an adventure that would take you multiple hours or a few days to do, Mass Effect is one of those. And this is a. Okay, long story short, and you don't have to play Mass Effect because you're getting that story in Picard now. Essentially, there is an ancient race of, like, artificial intelligent creatures just out there on the periphery of everything saying, like, hey, if you ever need us, call us in. Our new artificial creatures will come and regulate. That is Mass Effect. <laughs> that is Picard. That's where we're at in Picard now. It's like, all right, so these, these data-like things may be calling in the troops from these ancient... I mean, artificial intelligence creature. I don't even know what things. I think the other thing is, though, it's like, like it's so hard to do anything Star Trek: The Next Generation and not have data, like, because well, it's like we'll bring him back. What is data cooking? That's the, why he is just there. Data and lore have gotten all getting everything out of the way. No. They're brothers, like real now. They're hanging out. They live on their own planet, and they're just like to cook food with their friends and get together every month. Yeah, no. because I, I think, I think they did a reasonable thing in not like, okay, we're not bringing back data, or if we are we're certainly not gonna have data back from the get-go, because uh, they could have easily had like a data in a box like the data's just like, his <laughs> intelligence is just in a box, it's cool yeah, we got data in a box, cool yeah, we downloaded his brain into this computer he's a zombie now, <laughs> cool <laughs> zombie data would be bald yeah. as hell uh, like they could have done. Oh yeah, we yeah we we rescued we rescued and rebuilt Data, and uh, uh, we we put him in a body that can age. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> uh, Brent Spiner's old. <laughs> cool. Okay. Fine. <laughs> All right. I mean, fair. And I mean, I I still I, like I I don't know what they're gonna do in this last episode. And I'm like, I don't think any of that's off the table because we got that fucking thing <laughs> that 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 uh, body in a box. Yeah, that somebody's going in. I don't know who it is yet. Because I'm like, okay, yeah, a obviously we could put Picard in the box. Cool. Give Picard a new body. Now he's not gonna die. Cool. We could put obviously we could put a old uh, a baby soon Brent Spiner in a box. Cool. All right. Whatever. Uh, we could, I, and I think we could also like, oh yeah, we still got enough of Data's like memory or whatever. We could, yeah, we can make a new data, and then we just have a new data. I think all those options are on the table for this last episode. I mean, 
who knows what's going to happen. What I really want to happen is go pick up that dog that we haven't seen in forever. Um, <laughs> maybe we put the dog in, in the body. Download I that want- dog. Did that dog get shot by the Romulans? Can we save the dog's mind and put it in a human body? And then we have a weird uh, <laughs> robot, uh, um, like synthetic humanoid robot with a dog brain. That would be wild. <laughs> That has to be, like, illegal in Starfleet, right? I mean, it's all illegal. <laughs> like, we're on a fucking island of Dr. Moreau robot land. Like, it's all fucking illegal. Why but even a, the... Why not put I, a dog brain in a human body? <laughs> a super-powered think, human body. I think the Borg would give you a side-eye. <laughs> I think that, like, even, like, Data's, like, relatives slash children would look at each other like, Is this okay? Picard would be fine with it because he's old. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. let's see what the dog brain will do. Let's give it a shot. Like, I mean, some somebody's brain is going in that body in this last episode. I just don't know who's. I don't. Yeah, it could be anybody. Maybe maybe we can get um, a emo Romulan guy. Maybe he gets uh, killed and then they rescue him and put his brain in there. So then uh, he can hang out with a robot lady. And they can have an open, honest relationship based on being robot people. I don't know. <laughs> Anything can happen. I want I want the I want out of nowhere them to fight whatever the hell's supposed to come through that wormhole that looks tentacly or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of these like Romulans and these robots and then from no like a little tiny runabout just warps in and it's the doctor from deep uh, from a Voyager yes. and he comes in and just snatches the body up himself. He's oh. like I'm tired of this hollow casting bullshit, these photonic emissions. I want to re- I want to be a real boy and then he's there and now he's a part of the team. Turns out seven see that seven of nine's been like keeping a, his program like in like a flash drive in her pocket <laughs> for years now, um, trying to find somewhere to put that that um, hologram brain, and she's gonna put it in that body. Perfect. What's the real difference but, between but those then, hologram people? But then in the people. last minute, <laughs> but then in the last minute, it turns out that Doctor Moriarty. <laughs> who's been yes. running around this whole time um, he's been hiding waiting for a chance to get into a body and we start that bullshit all over again dude if it opens with Moriarty I would be like fuck yes this is the best this could be it could redeem it for me not to say it needs to be redeemed because again I'm on board I think it's fun like I'm excited I love talking about it wow. goodness I didn't think about the Moriarty card oh you forgot about Moriarty he's still He's still out there or something. At times like this, I think that there, if 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 Ramjack had a different presence, like this could be a listicle that could just pop off on any <laughs> like the like the yeah. the top the, the five ways the Picard could end, and Moriarty is the one of the five. It's like this would never happen, but it's fun to speculate. <laughs> would be so good. I the would, doctor comes in. Like if they really, if they just would like, you know what, these motherfuckers. Okay, they've never they. We've, listen, guys, listen. I understand CBS All Access. I understand you're trying to, you know, uh, bring back this beloved show and you want people to sign up for your service and everything. But listen, guys, we've got... This is the last episode. Last episode of the season. Like, they've already watched them all. We've got them. We can do whatever we want in the end. It's it's too late for them to turn around now. Let's just go crazy. <laughs> Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, we're doing it. We're bringing him back. I can't even remember how what the last time Moriarty took over everything was. What, did did they? Because I remember them like, all right, we're gonna give you your own shuttle and let you go. I can't remember if they actually gave him a shuttle or if it was just a hologram and he thought he had a shuttle and he was still just a program that got turned off. 
They tricked him, and he, like, lived in, I guess, the computer, still, like, evolving and stuff for a long time. Then when he came back the second time, they gave him, they gave him a, like, a, a runabout, but it was like a fake. It was like in his own holograph yeah, simulation. And it was a little crystal they kept on someone's desk as like a paperweight so as he funny. went through the galaxy. He needs to get out. Um, If they brought Moriarty back and Worf doesn't show up as Captain of the Enterprise, I would be pissed if I was Worf. <laughs> Jordy LaForge, they haven't brought him back yet. You bring Moriarty back before you bring us back. And LaForge was great. So was Worf. I mean, it, it, but Worf had his chance on Deep Space Nine. What else has LaForge done? Bring him back. Moriarty, though? Bring him back. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. If they're bringing Hugh back, I think Moriarty has a shot. I'm going to say mean, there's a ni- there's yeah. a, at least a 10% chance that could happen in the last episode. Let's do it. Let's a- do it. A question I ask, inter- uh, Discovery, mm-hmm. the whole thing was like a crazy artificial intelligence was taking over the Federation and they had to like get rid of it. Yeah. So they fling it and themselves into the future. Cool. Right. Now we have a like synthetic people calling something like some other artificial intelligence. Like, where's the line? Why didn't that artificial intelligence call these people? Why is it just now they're able to? I, I, it's think, weird. It, I think it didn't. It didn't find that planet. The planet had the message on it. Yeah, it didn't. Find, that's yeah, that's it yeah. That that planet has got like the telephone number to call the uh, alien intelligence. So. uh I think that's, that, that's it. Yeah, didn't get there yet. Didn't get there yet. I mean, maybe that's what's going to happen in the next season of Discovery when we're in the far future. Maybe it gets that phone number. <laughs> can't wait. I'm tempted. I can't stay up till midnight. I got work to do tomorrow. From home. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll go to bed and then get up extra early and watch Picard in the morning around like 6 a.m. I mean that sounds like a wonderful way to start the day. Does it? I think do yeah, it. I, I think it's coffee and Picard. I think I think maybe I'll just uh, watch it tomorrow after I finish working. I mean, obviously that's what I'm going to do. Sounds like the way to go. <laughs> I mean, who knows though? I don't. I don't want to get spoiled. I don't want to be on the internet and people are like, I can't believe it's Moriarty. I'm like, God damn it! I called it, dude. If it's Moriarty, I'm going to just take off the rest of the day and just watch it. I'm going to be like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to go to an emergency. I just got to take a day off. I'm going to watch it and then just guys, listen, obviously listen. call you. The first thing I'll do, if you get a phone call from me tomorrow morning, know that Moriarty would made an appearance in that uh, episode and that you have to watch it. Friends, listen up. Listen, uh, we're calling it right now. It is March 25th. Uh, 2020. If you're listening to this podcast, you've already watched the last episode of Picard, and you know that Moriarty fucking took over that body at the last second. Um, we called it, and you owe us a twenty-five dollar uh, donation <laughs> um, on the website uh, for our amazing powers of prognostication. I understand that these are harsh economic times and many people have lost their jobs. I get that. Me and Alex have not lost our jobs. But regardless, uh, you should send us $25. (laughs) Despite your current employment status, um, if we got this right. Because you know what? We were the only ones that figured it out. You owe us. You owe us. There's got to be a byline in whatever Congress passed. That was like, okay, look, in the, what is it, $500 billion? I, uh, now with some oversight that you can just give to corporations, why not give that to a, a place like Ramjack? By the way, if it's Moriarty, 
they get at least a million dollars. I think that was in there. I think I called my congressman and got that in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to get that uh, um, uh, Moriarty amendment in. Um, if it turns <laughs> out that Moriarty uh, does show up in the last episode of Star Trek Picard, uh, then Congress owes the Ramjack podcast a $1 billion. Whoa, a billion? Yeah, billion. Whoa, that okay, wow. Whoever lobbied to get that in Cedric slow but very effective at lobbying. <laughs> wow. We, we listen, we 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 got a lot of power. We got a lot of power. Uh we're we're finally gonna cash it in. We kept that powder dry for so long! So long! That powder was so dry. Now we're cashing it in. One billion dollars. When what do we do? When with it? when we are proven correct about Moriarty. <laughs> nice network. It's a reality instantly, right? Yeah. Is that? I mean, I mean obviously. We, listen, guys. Here's another. I mean, it doesn't have to be. Listen, any scenario in which more. We just want to clarify any scenario in which Moriarty pops up. Like, let's say, let's say, uh, this, 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 um, intelligent entity, um, gets a phone call. Doot, 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 doot. Oh, um, some uh, <laughs> robot people need our help. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Let's go and help them. Oh, and as as they arrive to destroy everything in the fucking universe that's it's a living uh, uh, creature, uh, um, all of a sudden uh, Moriarty pops up and is like, ah, but which one am I? Am I a synthetic creature or am I a human? Hmm. Pew, 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 pew. And then Moriarty blows up uh, uh, the, <laughs> the uh, intelligent alien and saves the day. Guys, $1 billion for us. I did not think about that contingency. I'm mm. glad, Cedric, and you got it in there. Yeah. In my mind, I thought you were about to say Moriarty comes through the rift. Like, he is the intelligence. He like is he, the, for oh, some re- that's also on the table. He's the intelligence. And yeah. Picard's like, God damn it. I had to deal with this guy twice. <laughs> Where the fuck is Q? I thought Q liked Picard and all these people. Couldn't Q just come in and, like, wave his hand? Uh, Mori- Moriarty uh, um, bamboozled him. I'm a god creature. Oh, Q and Moriarty at whoa, oh. matching wits. Yeah, I want to see that episode. That's why we haven't oh, seen series. Q uh, this whole time. It's because <gasps> Moriarty's keeping him tangled up in a web of lies and deceit. Q is thrust through the, is like pushed through and like bound, and they're like, "What the fuck is that, Q?" And then Picard's like, oh no, and then Moriarty comes through behind him. Guys, just for the record, for the record, also, if it just so happens that the very last scene of Picard ends up with Q, like, um, being tied up and, and like, showing up, like, uh, help, I need your help, and we, but he doesn't say who it was that tied him up, we know it's Moriarty, um, so just go ahead and give us the billion dollars. <laughs> if it's inferred Moriarty if, or actual Moriarty, it, it doesn't is, matter. If it is, uh, inferred in any way... Um, no matter how slight um, that it, Moriarty is uh, um, uh, to be, uh, um, you know, a major character in season two, then go ahead and give us that billion dollars. I mean, you're making it sound like we're going to get a billion dollars almost no matter what. I mean, Assuming Moriarty is mentioned or hinted at that. Obviously, we're going to get a billion dollars because we cracked the code. <laughs> huh. All right, we'll be thinking about how to spend that money, ladies and gentlemen. Huh. I mean, there's a lot of things. First, we need to help take care of the rest of the world. If Ramjack becomes a billionaire... Listen, Alex, Alex, think, it's a little think different. about it. This whole season, we've been talking about Data. Why have we been talking about Data so much? Because he's a beloved character? No, because he was the one in, in the holodeck <laughs> that portrayed Sherlock Holmes. Who haven't we seen? Uh, Sherlock Holmes' sidekick, uh, Watson, played by Jordi LaForge. Obviously, Moriarty, case closed. He's the only thing, of course. We got it, we got it. I don't even think I need to watch the last episode now. (laughs) 
I can go to sleep soundly knowing what awaits me in the morning. Guys, if, you, if you've watched all the episodes dollars. except the last one, sorry for all the spoilers. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, should have put should have big put a big spoiler alert before this. Spoiler alert. Damn. Cracked it. Did it. We're really we're getting good at these mystery oh, things. Yeah, we're, we're great at this. <laughs> it's, it's all it's all this Nancy and Hardy boys. Yeah, obviously. Friends, it's that super special time of the week where we discuss the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew Mysteries. Boy, are you in for a treat, listener. Mm. Um, Brad's gonna have a minute to summarize this episode. I'm really glad he's doing it. Over a minute, he's forgotten what the episode was all about. He lost track of the mystery and has been foiled by the bad guys. Oh, foiled, foiled by the flickering torch mystery? Ooh, we all were. Um, if you go horrendously under, under, you're a chump. 55 to a minute? Great. But if it just so happens that Brad nails a minute on the dot... Then I think he becomes a Braveheart, and I'm okay with that. But is he really? We can't trust Alex anymore. We know he's a sociopath that lies about everything now. He's a real Elizabeth Warren. My only regret is that during the Moriarty talk, we did not do the, if it just so happens, Moriarty. (laughs) No, if it just so happens. Uh, The episode proceeds as normally, but at the very end, after the credits, uh, it comes back on Moriarty, and he literally winks at the camera. We are still owed $1 billion. (laughs) We still get the money? You still get the money. Damn. Now, if it just so happens that the episode proceeds as normally, but during the end credits, all of the all of the cast and character list is uh, put in such an order that the first letter of everyone's name spells out Moriarty, well, then we also get a billion dollars because that is clear <laughs> foreshadowing. The next season completely revolves around the antics of Professor Moriarty, escaped hollow deck villain. <laughs> Or possibly is leading into a third Star Trek. Well, I don't know how many Star Trek spinoffs there are, but leads to a future Star Trek spinoff that is all about the adventures of Moyati. I'm here for it, man. I hope it happens. That it isn't just. Listen, we got Star Trek Discovery. We got Star Trek Picard. Uh, we got that weird animated one people are talking about. Uh, we got uh, we got the uh, Captain Pike show. Uh, are they doing the Pike show? I think we're talking about doing I'd a Pike for show. That too. I mean, there's the there's the spinoff from what was it Sector Nine or whatever. Oh yeah, like yeah, Section Black Ops. Section Twenty One show. Yeah, and we got Moriarty. <laughs> Moriarty's back. <laughs> no explanation. It's just called Moriarty. <laughs> Some people don't even realize it's a Star Trek show at first. (laughs) (laughs) But they love it. They will love it. Guys, I have a stopwatch up. I'm sorry. I got distracted by Star Trek talk once again. It happens. Brad, you tell me when you're ready to go. Oh, boy. Flickering torch mystery. Flickering torch mystery. I didn't realize that Callie's was short for Calico. I'm sure we've talked about that in earlier shows, but it hit me out of nowhere. Calico? Her name is Calico? Maybe that's her code. When she's on the uh, breaker thing, like, breaker, breaker, calling the Hardy Boys. Oh, okay. She says, hey, Callie here, and they're like, go ahead, Calico. Yeah. And I'm thinking, is that her no, full name? Calico? No, no, cool. no, definitely not. Definitely not. If it just so happens her name is Calico, <laughs> I, hey. What if it so happens that her name is Calico, the government does owe Alex a billion dollars? <laughs> Yay! 
You tell me when, man. Like when you're ready. If it so happens that you were to have your stopwatch prepared, I guess I'm ready. <laughs> Going on go. Three, two, one, go. Guys, we got a couple of mysteries. One mystery, dad's involved with uh, with a with a rock star. Uh, I don't really know about it. It's Ricky Nelson. Uh, we'll talk about that later. It's quite a thing. He wears a lot of wild fashions. A uh, lot to talk about. Uh, but the other mystery that uh, he's put his sons on is this missing person. Um, and this dude's wife is very upset that she can't find her husband. And no one really seems that upset about it. It's weird. Uh, well, it turns <laughs> out this whole shenanigan was to, to murder uh, Ricky Nelson by setting up his plane to explode once the sound system hit a certain thing uh, but not really because it's going to interfere with the uh, with the plane sensors and then there's not going to be enough fuel because they've taken out the spare fuel and placed the body of the guy that's missing. He's fine. He's just been tied up for days. No wonder his wife's concerned. He's lucky he's not dead. In the end they solve the mystery. The local cop is hilarious and the Hardy Boys figure it out I guess. One minute! <laughs> Friend, I was worried there for a second, but you did a good job of summarizing this episode. I really want to talk about that cop for another three hours, but, uh... The cop had some awesome lines. My, my, I really want to say, my absolute favorite is, like, that's not the way to their home. <laughs> They're going the wrong way! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the air, on the tarmac. Oh, wait a minute, oh, they're really? the other direction. Yeah, wait a minute, that's not... They're going the wrong way, that's not the way to their home! They don't live on the actual takeoff strip. <laughs> Do they live on the airplane that is currently taking off? I'm very confused. I mean, in 77, there was a lot of stuff going on at your local lending library slash airport. Friends. <laughs> where planes were abundant if, and you could just be on the tarmac. Guys, if you thought us talking about the airplane lending library was a one-time occurrence for Nancy Drew, No. We're back at it this episode, friends, because the Hardy Boys are flying airplanes, and it's not a it's not some kind of half-ass glider airplane bullshit. No, this is a full-up airplane. Oh yeah, propeller plane. Like they are flying it, going teenagers flying these upside down. Fucking yeah, teens are flying an airplane by themselves. How did they have enough? How did they have enough hours in the air to fly by themselves? I mean, do they have silver triangle, whatever the fucks? Oh, you know these guys, these Poindexter nerd. Nerdlingers are gonna have those. If they've got every uh, Tony Eagle album, <laughs> they're dotting every I and what their hobbies are, and that's definitely is the Silver Triangle. Um, the other thing we have to talk about before we even get into this is um, Tony Eagle is played by Ricky Nelson, whom is mm -hmm. I guess theoretically known to some people. Um, was a musician of note. Uh, uh -huh. he, uh, apparently, uh, in the day sold, uh, uh, had as many, uh, the only person, the only people that had more, uh, uh, uh number one albums, and it was Elvis Presley, and, uh, who the fuck was it? Um, like, somebody else? Uh, Back in the day, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, it's somewhere. I mean, because um, that was pre-Beatles. Um, well, no, concurrent, um. But a real rockabilly sort of thing going on here. Um, oh, where I just I just read this on Wikipedia. Sorry. Um, yeah, Elvis Presley, Pat Boone, Elvis Presley, and Pat Boone um, from '57 to '62. Um, yeah, those were the only people that outsold him at the time. So a uh, big fucking deal. Um, the only thing I knew him from was the movie Rio Bravo. 
oh. uh, with Dean Martin. So, um, Garden Party was where I knew him from. The song Garden Party. Ah. Uh, um, now, the thing that must be said is he died in 1985 in, when his private plane crashed. Which is creepy. <laughs> that is pretty creepy. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Was there any foul play? I don't know, but this Dove Promise? Um. Book the flight. No ah, fucking way. Ah, ah, Brad. Ah. Don't. Don't do that. <laughs> don't just throw that out into the. Wow. Book the flight. No, uh, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll pass. A, there's a global Thanks. pandemic. B, we're talking about plane crashes. No, thank you. I mean, it'd be a cheap ticket if you could get it, like, far in the future. True. I'm going to take a gamble on this. this. This will be over in August? Hmm. Let me take that. Let me take that trip. I mean, I do I, I do have some extra vacation time. I'm canceling my trip to Cincinnati. I'm, I was on the fence up until last week trying to convince myself there was a chance. Um, Sorry, friend. There's no, no. chance. I mean, because the thing is, like, I just need to go up and get the rest of my stuff out of storage. Like, so I can, I mean, I can theoretically just go and get that done. But I'm like... I, but I'm worried about, like, along the way. Like, what's going to be shut down? Am I going to be able to get food on the road? Ah, it's a hassle. Let's just not do this right now. I guess it's a big hassle, yeah. Though the roads must be, like, completely void. That's like, the thing. Or at least, like, low traffic. Yeah. That's why I was kind of partially like, maybe, but is the hotel even going to be open? Who knows? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they won't be. Or would those be... Well, no, I guess now they're not considered... I don't know. I don't know. What I don't know. is necessary? Who the fuck knows? Uh, well, uh, GameStop, obviously. <laughs> I was about to make a joke with that, but thought, nah, I don't know. They're forced to, to shut down, what is it, California? Everywhere. We're, games and entertainment, man. Yeah. If people can't go to the movies, they have to get their game on. Oh, the, that fucking company. Like, fuck those assholes. Guys, Brad's getting $5 Doom games for five minutes. We don't need your physical copies of anything. <laughs> No, Close Alex, we, we need we need a physical store where we can go to and buy Funko Pops and um, expensive video games. And I guess if you're really poor um, and in a pinch, you can sell your old video games for $2 a piece. But that's only for store credit. <laughs> $2 a piece in store credit. Um, I, I sold $500 worth of video games. I got $8 worth of GameStop store credit. Almost enough to buy a Funko Pop, which is the only thing they sell in the store. <laughs> there was something that someone sent me online um, around somebody had a Reddit post, and surely this was a joke. It was talking about how they used GameStop as a bank because they were fed up with uh, being overcharged for like overdrafts or whatever and the fact they could overdraft so what they did was they just did a whole bunch anytime they got money they would pre-order a bunch of games that far in the future at GameStop and if they ever needed money they'd just go into a GameStop and cancel it and they'd give them the money back I, I mean obviously this is bad because GameStop is a company that is going un like it's yeah. an, even before this it was going under but this person was like yeah it's pretty cool I can use them as a bank and I'm like what the fuck no it's funny to read this of like the trying to understand the logic behind a cr someone who I guess loves games and thinks they can use a GameStop as a bank, but no, Oof. that's not how banks work. Oof, that's, that's not how GameStop should work. Yikes! Yikes! I mean, I there was a the end was a defiance of I think the people at my local GameStop are catching on, 
and they can't do a fucking thing about no, it. No, I mean, they can, I guess, but you're gonna get screwed over, like, there's... Oh, yeah. It's... it's bad. I mean, uh, people being unbanked is a real situation that's really fucked oh, up. True. And, uh, Very true. It's not good. It's not good. Is it better to be unbanked or banked with GameStop? Um, <laughs> and I use bank in a very loose term with GameStop. Yeah, I got my Funkos, I say, my bank. I say don't, don't, don't deal with GameStop in general. I, I don't know if there is a good use of GameStop. I stopped buying physical games when we got the Switch. The last physical game we bought was Mario Kart 8, and that was just because I think um, we needed something for, like, Joey to unwrap as a present mm-hmm. uh, with the Switch related. It was like, we can unwrap a digital thing. You can, but it was like, eh. Yeah. It's not going to be as fun. Other than that, though, no other physical media for the Switch. Do, well, so can you, I, the exercise thing, but that's a difference. So on the Switch, can you download all the games? Oh, everything okay. you can download. Yeah, everything is, on there is. Now. Is it all? Is it like? Is it this? Is it their same price? Is there a discount? Like, why does that work? Oh, it's a different store. Like, if you were gonna go game for your buck, uh. stay with PC because goodness, yeah. You say five-year-old games, you can get two-year-old games for like nothing. In some cases, well, no, no. For I'm, free. I'm talking about the Switch in particular, though. Is it? Is there a price difference between buying a physical or digital? Is my question. No, okay. they are the same price. And Switch games are more expensive. Yeah. Then, the, let's say, The Witcher 3 is like $10, 12 $14, depending on where you're getting it right now. You can get it on the Switch, but it's like 30 or 40 or $50. It's also a really old game. Switch still has those premium prices. Yeah, of course. But it's awesome. Like, I, I would recommend, if anyone loves video games, to get a Switch. Like, it's just great. We were talking about the Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys. Uh, Hardy Boys. <laughs> we were talking about Ricky Nelson, and that led yeah, to it. Ricky Nelson. Whole, uh, but we start this episode with a concert, basically. Oh boy, I stopped this a minute twenty in, and I and I texted Alex. I was like, I think we already have a strong contender for worst dress. Little did I know. Little did I oh, know what I was going to be seeing. I mean, I, I, like within five minutes, he had already one upped himself. Because Ricky Nelson, oof. First of all. What is his hair situation? Like, what is this? It is the most helmet-looking thing I've ever seen. It's a helmet. Like, is it real? I don't know. This is, uh, just so everyone knows, this aired on March 27th, which is also interesting, 1977. This is the 25th, so two days from now in the past. Oh. There's a lot of weird coincidences happening. Hmm. Book the flight. Book the flight. Book it, Brad. Um, he's wearing a shiny uh, bell-bottom rig out. It's white. Um, giant scary hair. Um, it's not good. It's a bad look. God, everything in the 70s was just a bad look. I mean, okay, I, from a hair perspective. True. The clothes are awesome, <laughs> for the most part. As we've said in the last few episodes, clothing is... We've seen a lot of cool fucking clothes. Um, I mean, as far as, like, because the hair stuff just, like, everyone is not, on that stage is not a good idea. Well, no. All no these one's people, rocking all something All these dudes good. on the stage are upsetting looking. There's, like, a lot of them are, like, half mullets, half, like, a weird page boy with, like, a weird, like, Brad said, helmet. Like, it's just not a good hair decade. And this music sucks. It's so I mean, bad. Garden Party is a classic, but it's not, it's not this. For example, no one claps during Garden Party. Garden Party is not a jump up and kind of like dance like, yeah, Garden Party through the whole thing. Garden Party is a somber, like, reflective uh, things change and people that were our friends may not 
we all grow as people and we grow distant from each other. It's also like some weird backstab at some Hollywood friends used to have. Like, it doesn't matter. But the the stock photos we stock video we get of the audience is not the same song. They're not. It, it, it would be realistic. He's closing on Garden Party because that'd be the most well known song of his. But the audience itself, like just a whole bunch of white people in the seventies enjoying music, and it's just Ooh. it's weird. Like I don't get it. And it's like this fucking rockabilly shit too that I'm like the rockabilly shit's bad. Oh god, like it's bad. It's bad. It's just bad. It's like rockabilly is like it's like rock and roll that's safe for like white people. Like that's what rockabilly is. Like that's yeah. it's not good. It's like music. Okay, music veered off into rock and roll, and and uh, conservative people got real nervous about all that race music, and they were like, whoa, 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 listen, listen, listen. We don't have to go full race music. We can just we can kind of like curb it a little bit. We'll 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 go rockabilly. It's it's not quite as black as rock and roll. It's safer. Like uh, no, it's not good. It's not good. No, agreed. I. But Pops, Pops is loving this shit. Oh, yeah, of course he is. He's the target audience. He's on the job, but he is over on this like, yeah, this music, Garden Party. He, it makes it is all right. Like now. this fucking music is designed to make old dads feel like they're cool and they 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 know what music they know what's happening with music. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I like I like this Ricky Nelson cat. Yeah, you know, it's 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 pretty wild. I know the kids love it, but you know what? I kind of like it too. I kind of like it too. I guess I'm a pretty cool dad. No, you're not, old man. Fuck off with that shit. <laughs> concerts are weird in general. I've been to a lot of... I wouldn't say I've been to a lot, but I've been to more than a few concerts. And it's always awkward. Not as awkward as this. <laughs> not as awkward as this. Brett, when was the last... Have you been to a concert? You've been to a concert before. Uh, well, we saw Randy Newman together. We saw Randy Newman. And that uh, that is... <laughs> That's a little bit more of an intimate kind of sit-down thing. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I, that's why I, I would count that as a concert. I was thinking like you've been to like, uh, didn't you see who were those? Uh, Don't tell me you love me because I already know oh, Sister Christian. Oh, I, well, I saw Night Ranger at Disney World, but not a concert. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if that gave you the full like concert like no, experience no, 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 with no, them because no, no. I that's... I've seen them in concert and that was wait weird. what in Michigan? Yeah, you saw Night Ranger. Yeah, I, you know this. No, I don't, dude. That was forever ago. That that was a very long time ago. Oh, was that might have been was like, this like in college? Like, um, I think this... I just got out of college. I was dating a girl. We oh, went to Michigan okay. to see her parents, and we got up there. They're like, "Hey, we got tickets to this concert. You probably don't know them. They're Night Rangers." Like, holy fuck! Yes, I know Night Ranger. They're oh. like, really? And I'm like, uh, don't tell. I, I started singing all the songs. Like, you really do know Night Ranger? Wow. Like, Good thing we have these tickets. So we went to go see Night Ranger. <laughs> I, I thought it maybe, was weird. I thought maybe you were saying that this is what led to our fascination with Night Ranger is you having seen them. But I didn't oh, realize no. you were you were fully aware of the Night Ranger canon, and then saw Night Ranger like at a concert. Wow. The weird thing about concerts is that some people just want to go feel the energy, I guess, of a concert. Uh, Which, uh, Night Ranger in whatever, was that 2009 or 2010? Very different. Yeah. Um, I imagine a Night Ranger concert. It was a long time ago. Night Ranger concert probably isn't that different from seeing Night Ranger at Disney World. (laughs) Well, it, it... it does, yeah. It's not that different now, but yeah, I've been a lot to of, bigger a lot concerts. Of old people that are like weirdly too into this because they because it's from their time, um, and a lot of people just like hanging out because they've been walking around Disney all day. Same kind of vibe, I'm pretty sure. But I mean, yeah, 
but it's songs like Sister Christian comes on and they're like, yeah, like the crowd. But songs like Don't Tell Me You Love Me comes on and people are like, don't know what this is. I'm like, why are you here? If you don't know what that is, like that's a that's a popular song. I've been to the Muse concert, which was a fucking crazy experience. But it was, I don't know. Concerts are weird. And I don't know. Every concert I've been to has actually been weird now that I think about it. And I've been to some some quasi-mainstream concerts and it's never not awkward but still this is a very awkward concert that the every concert in this Hardy Boys mystery is weird can you just give me a number like a a vague estimation of how many concerts you've been to in your life I can count them one two you could say the names if you're gonna count them out loud Okay, so I went to the Bill Street Music Festival, which was basically a whole bunch of, it was a day event, and I saw a lot of different people there. So that was more, it was a different, it was a festival, but it was crowded, like it was a lot, and it was probably the biggest people there. So I saw them, Uh, we'll say I saw Night Ranger, Um, I saw The Muse, I saw Sarah Borales. We saw Randy Newman, which I'm counting right. as a concert. Uh, uh. I love the t- I, f- I love the two of these are Night Ranger and Randy Newman. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, come on, great. And I I think I know I've seen more, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. They obviously weren't that memorable. Or right, just an estimation of numbers. Just an estimation of numbers is on less than ten. I would say for sure five. Okay. <laughs> two of which are Randy Newman and Night Ranger. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, this is why this is why we're you- friends. Yeah, of course. Nice work. <laughs> we saw Randy Newman together. That was yeah. that was probably the I, that was an awesome time. That was a, <laughs> that was a delight. That was a delight. It would rank in my top three, obviously, and I just named a lot of different people. I Sigmund Freud's impersonation of Albert Einstein coming oh. to America. Yeah. I saw Guar in concert, which was heavy metal, parody metal, which was weird. And we've talked about that on the show before. Maybe the less weird of all of them, because you know what you, you kind of know what you're getting into. Like you don't accidentally happen upon a Guar concert. You know going in what it is for the most part, or at least have speculations. I know I've been I've seen more. I, it would just take me a minute for them to be brought back into my memory. Sure. But we'll, we'll leave it at there for now. So yeah, less than ten right. <laughs> for uh, sure. Six. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. All right. Fascinating. I'm not a but I'm not like a huge music guy, so I mean it's what it is. Sure. But but this episode made me question my music, not necessarily music tastes, but just what things were like in the '70s in general. Yeah. Um, in the whole music scene. So okay, what the hell is Pops Hardy even? What is he investigating? It's something else, man. I don't know. There's there's part I've watched this episode three times. Mm-hmm. By the way, I watched it once, kind of paying attention. Once, definitely paying attention. Another time, I'm gonna watch this with Brad and talk about it. I just wanna I just wanna see what's going on. Or, but to be honest, a large chunks of this completely left my memory yeah. each time I watched it. Yeah. Especially the last like quarter of it, I'm like I don't know how they got. I know they got to the tarmac and I understand what happens and I understand the mystery, but a whole bunch of things it's- I just don't remember why or how we got there yeah the thing yeah i I watched it very intently uh the other night um and then i've like had it on the background and i've watched it probably yeah probably two more times at least uh just trying to figure shit out because a still trying to figure out the title flickering torch mystery which now we understand it's it's based on a book that's been wildly changed to the point where i don't think flickering torch is even anywhere involved in this episode yeah i mean that's weird in its own right 
there's two different Hardy Boys books with the same title. It's just they updated it because they thought the other one wouldn't resonate with more modern audiences. Modern being, I guess, when they first revived all of this yeah. from the old ones. And then we revived it again with this. So this is a Party Boys property that has not had the same story every retelling. And it well, won't when time, the Knights Network buys the rights and redoes alteration. it. alteration. And this, I think they just took, I think they just took a bunch of Hardy Boys titles and then like made an episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So I think this is not even an adaptation. I think it's just, they use the title. Um, so <laughs> And airplanes. Yeah. That's it. Um, so Ricky Nelson's coming off stage. Um, so we're, we're in the dressing room. And first of all, the band is terrifying, especially that one guy with the giant mullet. Um, he's very upsetting looking. They all are, but him especially. You get a lo- real gross hair. Very upsetting. <laughs> is that the drummer? Yeah, I think so. All of them have mullets except the guy who plays steel guitar, which <sighs> is the lamest of instruments. <laughs> oh. Because you're sitting down. Da- it gives you that country twain, and you're sitting down when you play it. You don't have to sit I, down. You could easily play that up standing up. I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but fuck steel drums. I had to go to a steel drum concert while I was at governor's school one night, um, and it was the longest, most painful. There's another concert at me. I've been to like classical music and performances. That's not a real concert, but I went to this steel drum concert. It was like an hour and a half, two hours of steel drum no. performance. No, <laughs> forty-five minutes at the most. I mean, you leave. You just I don't even let them play. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you can imagine the headache that comes from a steel drum concert that you are so required just... to be at. Yeah, that's that's lame. Oh. And it's it's all steel drum? Yeah. What did they do? They played steel just drum. Just popular songs, some steel drum? Steel drum music for an hour and a half, two hours. Just steel drums. like. And no other instruments, no, no other just, percussion. No, just different kinds of steel drums. You can't do that. It's, you can't do oh, that. Oh, it's hell. It is. Listen, steel drum is fascinating for about three and a half minutes. Yeah. You oh, an hour and a half, two hours. And I, I'm saying hour and a half, two hours. I'm pretty sure it was two hours. I don't think it was hour and a half. Maybe it was hour and a half and an intermission. Um, but like we were uh, an intermission. Oh yeah, it was an evening of steel drums, my friend. See, in my mind, intermission happens and then half the audience leaves. No, because right? we were forced to be there. We were. We we had these. We had these required, like, um, like they would have these things, like the like the steel drum concert, we performances that we were required to be at. So we, everyone wow. had to be there. Were they other kids? Like, were they uh, the other governor school? No, the steel drum people they were brought in to perform for us. So they would have different sort of like you know groups come in and um, put on you know performances for us. Like some sometimes it would be the other groups, like because it was the governor school for the arts. Um, so sometimes, you know, we would see the other people's thing, but that was mostly like near the end, you know, they would have been prepared for the whole month, their final performance. And that's what we would see. Um, but no, they also had just like different, um, artistic, uh, groups and things. And they had like galleries that we would have, you know, we would be required to go to and just a varying events over the course of the month that we were required to go to. So it's basically all, all day we were like in rehearsal and production, um, you know, from like eight in the morning until like six at night and then you know we would get like a like like an hour to like you know go back have dinner or whatever and then we would have like um like an event that we were required to be at most of the time wow yeah truly the college experience before college oh yeah like like an extreme college experience over the course yeah. of one month it was it was intense and it was, it was awesome but that steel drum concert haunts me like <laughs> i can't i can't see a steel drum without just having like uh, like fucking Vietnam flashbacks. 
<laughs> this explains that when we were on the Little Mermaid ride and we went under the sea and that do 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 that you like the grip on the nah. you just tightened and I was like, like no, something wrong not again, again, not again, no. And then we got stuck in that room and it was we got like stuck there and I was like, Brad is like sweating and I don't know what's he's like a mild back. panic attack. It all came back. It all came back. Catherine, John, how are we gonna get out of here? They're, they won't stop playing steel drums. They won't stop playing the steel drums. <laughs> Brad, you're with me at Disney. It's okay. You get n- n- no steel drums are here. It's all. Is this a is this a, is this a Moriarty plot? Is he is he doing this to us? <laughs> One billion dollars, please. Now, if we get off the Little Mermaid ride, <laughs> if it so happens. <laughs> That uh, uh, no, no, Professor Moriarty does not appear in the episode of Star Trek. But after watching the episode of Star Trek, I find myself personally entangled in a scheme created by Professor Moriarty. Uh, I think that then I am also entitled to one billion dollars. <laughs> you don't think it's by law you're required? It's been passed. Of course, get a billion bucks. Obviously, my lawyer will see to that. <laughs> There was another concert I've been to that I thought of randomly during that conversation. Right. And I here's the thing. I know I went to it. Could not tell you the people that performed in it. Oh. I went there with someone else. It was more of like, hey, come to this concert with me. And I could not tell you the name. of It It was okay music. The guy that opened, I thought, was the best act of the three that we saw. But it was a concert. And that was weird. Um. So, yeah, we're in this dressing room. And fucking Ricky Nelson is... Already wearing his sec- another terrible outfit. It is this shiny yellow shirt with like flowers, like on the on the shoulders. Did he change into this once he got off the stage no, I, and before he went into his dressing room? I think room? this was like a mid-concert costume change. <laughs> so maybe okay. maybe he went off stage to change shirts and the steel drum guy uh, played a tune for about three and a half minutes before everyone went insane. It was the encore performance. He left, he changed shirts, and came back out. It happened. And then he found out half the audience had left because there was a steel drum performance. <laughs> Can you imagine being at this concert and people in the audience, encore, encore, and you're like, really? Tony Eagle just played it. It's kind of bullshit. It is awful. <laughs> it is, and like, they, they really try to play it up like he's like some, like, awesome, cool, like, rock performer that the teens love. I'm like, bullshit. The only teens that love his fucking music are like teens that parents like censor everything they listen to. A kid couldn't connect to a garden party and they sure as fuck can't connect to you can't dance to this one. Oh, Again, a song whose lyrics just befuddle me. I don't understand why this is a song or how it is a hit. Like all these songs, like I, I did not retain any of these songs at all. Like, they are so forgettable that the only reason I know that they're bad is that every time I've watched this episode, one of these songs starts, I'm like, oh yeah, these songs are terrible. And then I immediately forget the song. We get a lot of them, man. Like, when we go back to the band later, there's like a whole, like, section where they're like really giving everyone in the band their own time to shine. Like, there's the whole, like, <sighs> here's the guy on steel, uh, steel guitar. Oh, and let's go over to the bassist. And he's like, fuck yeah. Like, he's getting into it. We go to the drummer. We go to all of them. I mean, so, I to, mean to, to put it on the scale of, of, uh, of uh, concerts I've been to, um, like, if, I, if I'm going to say that uh, um, on one end there's a Night Ranger and Randy Newman, and on the other end there's Steel Drum Band, this is much more closely aligned with Steel Drum Band. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would agree with that. And I've never seen it still. I've only seen Still Drum Band live a few times and not like a. Yeah. Again, it was like, okay, three minutes and let's walk on. Yeah. It was street it's performance. It's a fun it novelty. Yeah. By itself, with other, like with an orchestra, like a larger group, like if it's not the only thing, you can, it has a little bit more punch no, to it, but not the, just steel, not the backbone. Only steel drums. What is Paul Hardy doing? I can't even remember anything about the case he's working for. I don't for think we ever find Tony out. Tony Eagle. Like, there's... I know it's... It's like a minor thing. Like, it's bullshit. It's not like a real... It's not a real thing. Alex, I'm looking up a steel drum band uh, performance for you. <laughs> Paul Hardy, though, uh, he does have his sons on a too much on a missing persons case. The challenge is, how long can I watch this before I'm like, all right... It is three um, tell minutes me, tell me at the press, most. It's it's one minute thirty five seconds. <laughs> um, tell me. I'll, oh, that's all. I'll, I'll start it at the same time you do. Okay. On go. Three, two, one, go. Here we go. The Caribbean C- Connection Steel Drum Band. Ah. <laughs> uh, they do. They have another percussion here. They have like a backup guy. That's true. Maybe our. Maybe I don't know if ours had. I think ours was just steel drums. But here's the thing. Know, maybe. This is a minute and 35 seconds, and I'm already like, oh, this is nice. Let's <laughs> yeah. go on. Let's yeah, keep exactly. moving down the curve. No, we're going to play this whole fucking minute 35. I mean, now imagine if this was an hour and a half of your life. <laughs> well, if it was if it was an interesting, like, if they did, like, mm. I would say more, like, well-known pop. I don't know what song this is. Mm. Could they do, like, uh, Beethoven's Fifth? That on steel drum would be interesting to hear because would it? it would be interesting to see how that's interpreted. Okay. If it's you can't dance to this one interpreted on steel drum, I wouldn't know what the fuck that is. But at the same time, it's more interesting than just this, which is like background music. Don't fall asleep. Oh no, just, you! Everyone in that audience no, fell asleep uh, that you went to. Not allowed to fall asleep. Uh, just stay awake. Watch it. You need to be respectful. Watch this performance. They've come to perform for you. You should have respect for them. Watch their performance. <laughs> For two hours, did you guys have an encore? Because that would have been the nightmare. Oh, who the fuck knows? I just they they pretend to leave, and everyone's like, "Fuck yes!" And they're like clapping because of freedom, and they're like, "All right, you guys want two? You want more? Four more songs?" Uh, guys, we made it. We made it through a minute thirty-five. Congratulations, everyone! But we didn't give it our full attention. No, it definitely was like no. How could we? How could we? <laughs> the auto one that played after this is "Jump in the Line," oh. Steel Drum Band, which is a actual song. Yeah. I, I get, I'm telling you, it does not matter. It is after after seven minutes of steel drum band, it's all the same. Doesn't matter. Well, this the jump in the line song has actual drums, like a percussion, and also a bassist, oh. so it sounds already better. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's I'm already the to half minute and a half's up. No, I'm moving it's, on. Uh, you know, it's not good. It's not good, guys. I'll put a I'll put a dollar in their guitar case. I don't know why it's there. So it's just steel drums. Maybe the steel drum case, and I'm moving on. Fascinating novelty. Should I should not be an entire performance. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Tom's already. I like. I have no idea because you think it would be something like he's investigating because maybe like uh, uh, Tony Eagle thinks he's got an idea that some, that there's something going on with the books because uh, we find out that's why they're trying to kill oh, him in the end. But that's what it I is. I don't think it is though. It has to be something related, because they wouldn't just give him... Well, they might... I don't think, they, I don't think they told us. I think they forgot to put it in, the script. Like, they don't tell us what they're investigating. But we do know that the boys are going to be investigating the missing person. Yeah. And they go to the airport for some reason. 
I can't remember why, whether that was like the last place the guy saw, or they think they're going to run into one of the guys that may have seen the guy last, or they're just getting more miles. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, well, they, I think, eventually they, get their pilot they're license. They're just doing this for fun, but yeah, they are eventually going to go meet, um, they're trying to meet up with the, with one of the last people that uh, would have seen uh, the missing guy. So they're like doing stunts. They're flying upside down. They're making like jokes to each other about it. They're why do these oh, teenagers have an airplane? <laughs> I don't know. How, How are they making what that I, much money? On what was going on in the seventies? This is why fucking planes were always getting hijacked in the seventies. Because any fucking teenager could go fucking borrow an airplane. Yeah, just like borrowing your your neighbor's car. Which is also something that doesn't make any sense now that I think about it, but I, I, in, in the 70s, maybe it happened a lot. I don't yes. know. It's wild. It's a wild time. Um, so someone is stuck in cloud cover or doesn't really understand, like, they are lost in the skies. Maybe their radio isn't working, yeah. they can't talk to the tower, um, and the Hardy Boys have to go find them in the sky and then bring them back to the landing uh, strip. And they do that successfully. Um... And what do you know? It happens to be the guy they need to meet. I will say this before we move on. Um, we get like a small, uh, like a shot of a radio tower, like with its antennas on the top. And I promise you it looks like um, something from Baywatch. It looks like a lifeguard tower. Like if someone got on the beach ground and made it look taller than it was. Because nice. it looks like a little shack with just like a raid, like a, a makeshift radio on the top. And I'm like, if Mitch is in there. <laughs> Amazing. It could, I mean, it could be. It looks like it, one of those, it is, how is this a radio tower? Yeah. But I guess in wherever the hell the Hardy Boys live. <laughs> I. But yeah, they meet the guy that they need to see who is affiliated with, um, what does he do? I. It's it's embarrassing that I've forgotten so much about I, I this episode because I literally watched it so many times. Yeah, I think this is the mechanic. Uh, he's like, he's like, oh, he's, okay. yeah, he's like, he's like the plane guy that's been getting this, um, the uh, Tony Eagle's uh, plane fixed up, and the guy that's missing is like the best sound guy in the world, and he he fixed up mm. the uh, sound system on the plane because you got to have cool tunes when you're flying through the sky. Maybe he wants to demo some work while he's in the sky. Oh. Who knows why he needs cool tunes? That makes sense. And and this guy's saying like, look, I don't know about you, but um, the missing guy's wife. Eh. She can kind of jump to conclusions, if you know what I mean. She's not really level-headed. Her husband's missing. <laughs> like, I love... Like, no one is taking this woman seriously. And it's one of the wildest things about this episode. Is there's this missing dude. And, like... I mean, the Hardy Boys are definitely investigating. But no one is, like... The pressure is not very high. Like, this this woman is, like... My husband is missing. I have not seen him in days. <laughs> Every woman and child that's met with this is like, wow, that's pretty weird. But every dude of a certain age is like, nah, that's not weird. Uh, Look, he disappeared for a few days. Doesn't every dude do that every once in a while? Come on. I was just gone for two weeks. Didn't tell anyone where I was going. Isn't that great to be a dude in the 70s? It's crazy. So, uh... It's nuts. The Hardy Boys get home and, like, um... Aunt, housekeeper, whoever this woman is, I always forget. Um, <laughs> the hobgoblin that lives with them. They're, they're living hobgoblin. Um, Pulling pranks. Like, fixing the house up. She's, she's on the phone with the wife and is like, oh, oh, the boys just came in. And uh, they're like, hey, oh, hey, uh, Mrs. What's-her-name. Oh, yeah, have you, did you find my husband? No. Did you, did you find that guy that at, at, the, uh, at, at the airport? Yeah, yeah, we found him. Hasn't seen him. 
Are you sure? Because he, he that's the last place he said he was going. Yeah, has, yeah, he saw him, but that was a few days ago. Um, he was supposed to meet with him again, but didn't. Sorry, we'll let you know if we find anything. Yeah. My husband is missing for days. <laughs> yeah, cool. The funny thing is, the guy we were going to go find, we saved him. We saved his life, and then he told us, yeah. He skipped out on his life. Who knows why he's absent? Does uh. the sheriff get involved at this point? Because the sheriff has some awesome lines. Is this a sheriff or a police chief? He's some sort of no, guy with the... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, this is... Uh, well, uh, yeah, at this point, uh, uh, Tony Eagle and the sheriff are, are, are there. They come in with uh, Pops. And a shifty manager guy who's wearing a real cool turtleneck and jacket that I like. Oh, yeah. Um, shifty guy, but his fashion, pretty nice. Love it. Um, so Tony Eagle, by the way, is wearing, like, this, like, sweater that's, like, way too fuzzy, and it's gross. And his hair looks even bigger. Yeah, it's definitely been teased. <laughs> and it got his product in it. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, but I love the sh- chief, sheriff, whoever he is. The Hardy Boys talk about, yeah, they don't have any new leads. And, uh... Tony's like bookkeeping guy or like like a finance guy is like yeah I wouldn't worry too much about it that guy disappeared I mean it could be anything and the sheriff's like yeah I mean it's not unheard of or it's pretty common that a guy takes the picture of his mom and turns it to the wall and then skips town <laughs> doesn't tell anybody um, excuse me does that happen a lot uh, sheriff because that's weird uh, this is chief Ezra Colling is the character chief chief he's the chief Look, <laughs> it's not uncommon for a guy to just leave everything and pack up and leave. Turn mom's picture by his bed. I it, I think we get a window into the the chief's oh, life yeah. that's a little weird, and also just like a lifestyle choice. All that to say, the Hardy Boys are like, I don't think they're that kind of couple, which also is a weird response to that because I don't know what any of them are really truly implying other than like insanity. But okay, <laughs> it's yeah, it's wild. Uh, by the way, this guy that plays the chief, like, had a solid, like, career of just, like, working actor from, like, 1952 forward. Like, Really? Yeah, all the way, like, he was working up until, uh, 81, and that's the year he died. Like, he did not stop. What the fuck is Tony Eagle wearing? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> He's got on bell bottoms. He's, he's got the biggest pants of everyone, but then he has, is that, it almost looks like a robe jacket? Yeah. Or like something maybe like Luke Skywalker would wear? It's, it's a sweater. It's bad. And it's like tied. P.S. It's creepy when they go into, cause, cause Callie, uh, if it just so happens her name is Calico, all the better, is like radioing them in. Yeah. And he like lingers behind and the door to the their private library slowly opens and Tony is just leering at these boys, not too unlike a little green guy that oh, might show up on your... Here's the weird thing. So... <laughs> What's the weird thing, Because all of it... Pops Hardy, Tony Eagle, and manager guy are walking out the door... Uh, Tony Eagle overhears what the boys are saying, and, like, it's like, and basically motions like he's gonna go talk to the boys. Pops Hardy is, is closing the door, like, basically, oh yeah, cool, um, okay, like, like, uh, famous per- famous rich person, I'll just leave you here with my teenage kids, um, no big deal, I'm not gonna tell them, like, this, I, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't leave this, like, weird, like, rich creep that dressed like a monster, like, with your teenage children. 
I mean, they're his biggest fans. They have all of his albums. Yeah, this is this is how bad things. Why happen. would he? Why would he even want to hang out with kids, right? Because these are teenagers. Yeah, these are teens. These are teen. These are teen solving mysteries. Like again, hey, why kids. is their dad doing this? Why is their dad looking for the missing person? Like, why didn't you put the Hardy Boys involved with like the the questionable if if he's even investigating the books? Why don't the Hardy Boys look at the books and Dad look for the missing person? Yeah, it makes all it makes way more sense. Uh, well, let's see. There could be a dead body. I'll have my children do it. They're teenagers. <laughs> Teenagers love to time. see a dead body. Did you ever see Stand yeah. By Me? Perfect. <laughs> Excuse me, how have you seen Stand By Me? Like, I... Nah. Eh, whatever. I, 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 listen, the future's a bright place. Um, they, but Tony's like, yeah, guys, let me go with you on your on your little... Who's that hot chick, Calico, you were talking to? Oh. She sounds cute. What's her name? Let's... Hey, how about I how about I come with you? And they're like, dude, we don't have a limo and you're like a rock star. Surely you're not gonna be seen in our like Hardy Boy van. When this he's dude like, is just standing in the doorway, <laughs> like watching these teens talk to each other. Blocking the only exit for said teens. Oh um, it is upsetting. <laughs> also, if there's a wreck on the side of the road, which is what they end up investigating. Callie says, I'd rather you come see it. Why didn't you just say there's a wreck? <laughs> there like, could be a dead body. Like, just what your dad was hoping for. So I'd rather you come here. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It'll be a surprise. That's the game I'm playing today, boys. But then when, when they, but the, the line that he says after they's like, I don't know if you want to ride in our van. He's like, are you kidding me? Heck, when like the something, I'm kind of paraphrasing some of this because I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of back in the day when I was going around doing one night stands in all of these towns, we did it in a van that was like held together with like a piece of string and something else. Let's go, boys! I know. I, come on. I love doing one night thinking, stands all over the country. So is one night stand then meaning I just did one act, like I just did one performance and then left, or is he really just fucking his way across the country as a musician? I need to have context. The seventies was a different time. I don't Great know. Great question. I'd like to think it's. I'd like to think it's the. I'd like to think that he told teenage boys that he fucked all across the country. I'm already wearing my on, fucking robe. Look, I, it, not that. <laughs> I traveled in a van like that when I was doing early gigs. I traveled around in a van like that and fucked. Come on, guys. Uh, Anything's possible. Let's go see this cow Yeah. Though. This, this is, this is crazy. I love the younger Hardy Brothers outfit where he has like the red stripe down like this uh, white polo. It's just a, God, the 70s were cool. Yeah. Again, from the neck down, the yeah. hair, I don't know. I don't know about the hair. No, hair's not good. But like the cuts, the cuts of these rigouts. I oh, mean, it's awesome. Not talking about Tony Eagle, but everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Non-movie, non-celebrities. I don't know what Callie's look is, though, when they go find her at the... Uh... I'm okay with it. Um, I mean, I'm okay with it, but it's a little... It starts to, it starts to get... It's about halfway to the Tony Eagle look for me. I'm like, wow. eh, as far as like comfort level, but not... There's a car outside the road. It could be the missing guy. Who knows? No body in there, though, and no sign of, like, blood. So it looks like someone just ran a perfectly good car off the road, which has happened in another episode. So yeah. par for the course. I'm t- and also another episode with the planes. It's like they just had, like, all right, all right, airplane, uh, car off the side of the road to, as a cover-up. 
Like, these are two halves of the same episode. They, uh, Tony Eagle's like, let's keep this party going, guys. You want to go see my plane? You want to go see my private oh, plane on the tarmac, kids? This fucking guy. I mean, he, Dr. Chris Hansen definitely needs to talk to Tony Eagle. Look, I mean, the guy did my sound system and my... Do you want to hear it? Come on, uh, let's go. So the Hardy Boys go to check out the plane. Dogs start barking. The police show up, but not because not because of Chris Hansen's stage. So they should be worried about. Oh, Kelly, you can't come. But, you, you need to go. Okay, that's all right. I'll just take the boys I, on my plane. I think I need to go home. I think she says something along those lines. Yeah. Like I need to go back and let's let your father know about this. <laughs> yes. About this. The car? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Sure. Yeah. The car. Whatever. But um. Yeah. Two teenage boys and Tony Eagle are in the van. Uh, not the van. Well, they are in the van and then in the plane. And Tony Eagle's starting to realize, like, wait a minute, something may not be on the up and up with all the people I have around surrounding me. Yeah, so they go to the hangar, and immediately uh, there's a guard dog. Um, so like, oh, I guess we just have to go hang out in my plane. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys, I forgot about the guard dogs. I guess we're just trapped in this airplane all alone. Just uh, you two teen boys and me, Tony Eagle, famed beloved celebrity. Let's go. Let's go have a seat. We'll be here for a while. The police show up. Tony, get your hands off those kids. We talked about this. But no, they're actually there because there's some suspected... Whatever dad's case is up to leads them the cops there for some stupid reason. Um, the boys have to go back well, home. They, they tripped the silent alarm when they went in the hangar. Oh, okay. Um, but while they're there, they find um, they find the toolbox of the missing guy. Oh, and what's in there? It's, it's the copy of uh, Tony Eagle's uh, uh, new 8-track. But, uh, oh, he must have gotten this, but that means he would have had to have been here, like, in the last three days, because we just printed these. So, huh. you, so Tony Eagle, are you paying your, like, workers with, like, 8-tracks? <laughs> no, he just has the 8-track to just be in on the latest sounds. Can you imagine, like, pumping out, you can't dance to this one on a country oh, road, or, like, at your local, like sonic equivalent drive-in with everyone it's like is that the new tony eagle Ugh. that's right because that was what the 70s were i'm assuming i just, I just um, love the idea like, hey all right thanks for thanks for working on this yeah i'll definitely get that invoice paid but until then uh, why don't you enjoy this this is my this is my new eight track enjoy that's just a little that's a that's a little bonus for you right there that's a bonus on your paycheck so enjoy tony get that invoice paid though don't worry about it <laughs> got my guy on it hey. <laughs> um it, yeah long story short the next day they're back at the concert with tony or like at warm-up rehearsals everyone's vibing to the music this is when we get another one almost like a ooh, let's like give everyone in the band their own camera time for just a second the hardy boys are in the audience like really just like more stoic listening to the music even though they really like it dad is just like fucking loving it but then uh, during it, Callie comes in and she has her arm around a, a smaller woman, very protective. Well, this is the wife. Kind of like, well, I, I know it's the wife, but the way Callie's body language is to her, it's she's like, I need to make sure this woman feels protected. Like her, yes. She, she's got her arm around her, and she's like, Hey guys, uh, cool Tony Eagle set. This is the missing guy's wife. What's up? So then they're talking. We get a scene where Tony talks to uh i wait hold, his... hold on, hold on. I, I love the fact i love that like the wife is like hey i i found this scrap of paper that was like uh ripped up i'm just i'm just trying to find my husband maybe this is a clue i thought maybe you guys could use this since you're investigating his disappearance and uh, i'm the one that's finding the clues for some reason <laughs> <laughs> nobody is looking for this man 
<laughs> You're at a fucking fucking Tony Eagle concert. My husband's missing. It's like a, a part of like a letterhead or something. Like it's a letter. They only get like pieces of it. And it's it's I don't know how it got to this state, whether it was burnt or whether it was cut into this weird it shape. Who knows? Very peculiar. Not natural is what I'm saying. No, Alex, always when I'm ripping up a, a, a piece of paper, I always rip it up so it looks like South America. It's <laughs> a perfectly normal <laughs> like thing it could to have do. Been, yeah, the edges like it could have been like a, a treasure map of something yeah. like weathered. Who knows what the fuck's going on? Um, so the Hardy Boys go to some other office to investigate shit. Um, well, while we're seeing stock footage of the concert uh, hall filling up. Well, yeah, I, I would say this. There is a scene where uh, wife gives the Hardy Boys a key to, um, I'm guessing, ah. the office of the sound guy. And a uh, uh, very suspicious uh, bookskeeping guy for Tony sees this key exchange and is like, oh, fuck. Immediate, sus- immediately, I'm suspicious of him, Brad, yeah. just in case you didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, he's been, like, obviously shifty from the get-go. It was never a question of, of like, who's involved here. It's just like, all right, have this shit happen. It's a real Columbo scenario. Um, but yeah, they go into this office and they hear someone coming, so they hide in the closet. Um, and this person comes in and uh, um, they make a phone call, like, hey, uh, we gotta we gotta get rid of all the evidence uh, about this shit. And he's like burning up files and sets the place on fire. Oh yeah, the Hardy Boys get trapped in the closet. It's weird. Um, I will say, Tony, we see, there's a scene where he's very suspicious of that bookkeeping guy and asks him, essentially, look, before I leave for London or England in a few days, where uh, you're gonna, I, want, I want all the records. I want to know all my real estate holdings, all of my insurance holdings, all, everything. I want to see those books. And the guy's like, come on, Tony. I've looked at your books for five years. You said you didn't want to worry about it. Everything is someone super suspicious yeah. says. And instead of just like, hey, well, here's the books. I know that when the Hardy Boys are in the burning building, they have to, like, kick the wall in with their foot and then, like, do something in the wall, which is weird. I never really remembered. I couldn't remember what they... I think they have to, like, manually trip the alarm so the firefighters come. Yeah. I don't know what's So, up. here's... Okay, first of all, they overhear something that leads them to believe um, that the sound system is connected to a bomb. All right, cool. So then, now they're locked in this closet, and the the building is on fire. Smoke's coming through. So obviously, what do you do first? Um, you know, you obviously you put some shirts down to keep the smoke from filling up the closet. Then you go to another wall in the closet, kick that open, pull out the wiring so you can hot wire the alarm to go off, um, the security alarm, so that the police will come. I don't know why there's not an alarm for fire. <laughs> like, why is there not a smoke alarm or something that also does the same effect? And then they use, then they reach up and we find out that this whole time there are tools in this closet, including a fucking saw, and they saw the door open. Yeah. You motherfuckers, what, why? What was all this kicking a wall? Like, pulling? why didn't you just immediately grab the saw and saw your way out? Then you could have called the police. For why are you hot wiring an alarm system? You could have you could have either manually set up the alarm. You could have called the police from the office. Instead, you wasted all this time to hot wire the alarm system and then saw your way out of the closet. Get out of the closet in the burning room first. <laughs> Worry about the alarm system later. 
Well, Big Brother Hardy is using this as a learning opportunity. Like, he's like teaching. He says, look, let's take this power drill. We're going to drill a pilot hole for the jigsaw. And we're going <gasps> to put the jigsaw true. in. And I bzzz. forgot. Okay, now step back. That, I'm going to kick this open. No exaggeration. They use a drill, <laughs> drill a pilot hole, use the jigsaw, and then kick it open. I think they make jokes about it the whole time. But they know. Like, they... They kick it open. I love the moment when they're like jumping from desk to desk to avoid the fire because this is real. They are yeah. using these boys. I don't think these are stunt doubles in like obviously a very safe, but maybe not so safe because it's 77. Right. Uh, like stunt. And they look hurried like, oh, fuck, I got to get out of this fire. It looks real and it's awesome. It is so kooky. By the time they're out, they're they're finally like sawed and kicked their way out. The fire department's already there, and it's like, hey, we gotta talk to you guys. No time. Um, suspicious. <laughs> God, Tony Eagle. Oh, uh, and so yeah. Meanwhile, the concert's going on. I love that Callie's in the audience of the concert, like clapping her hands, and so is wife of missing guy, and she looks miserable. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one gives a fuck about Come her on. husband. I know, you'll, we'll find him, dead or alive. I mean, definitely alive. Come on to the concert with me. I don't want to be the only one. Clapping in the audience like an idiot. Oh. There, the, 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 there is a moment where they're driving to the concert to tell everyone about what they think about the bomb and everything. And older brother Hardy is at the steering wheel of that van and he looks like Speed Racer. He is determined. And I just love that shot. They call the police. The The guys go on stage. They think the bomb is inside some sort of sound equipment on stage. And they interrupt the performance to go on there and, like, regulate. There's not a bomb in any of the speakers or any of the sound equipment. And Books Guy lets the Hardy Boys have it. You know how much money you cost us? You're the worst. How could you be on this case? I want you off. Pops Hardy, fix this or whatever. They get a lecture about, like, being a good detective, about how, like, you never should jump to conclusions unless you have hard evidence. You didn't know it was in there. It ran on a hunter speculation. So they get dressed down as boy detectives. I mean, you can't really run into a crowded theater and scream bomb. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. It's, uh... But they didn't know. These kids got so wrapped up in the mystery, Brad. They're just making mistakes. Hey. It's not... It's not hard for kids to just jump to conclusions and run with it. Hey. Um, the weirdest thing is that they get told to go to bed without supper, um, and they uh, they're still on the they're still on the case because Tony's on the plane. He's about to go. Um, it's super early in the morning. Uh, oldest brother Hardy has gotten his coffee, watched Picard, and now he's also got his little sheet, the the South America shaped sheet, and he's comparing it to like type font on a typewriter to see who this letter was either to or from because they think it's the big clue and they don't know if this part of a letter that was on the first name was ripped off was like an H or an I or an F and he's comparing things and he finds out that it is an H and it's like holy fuck we know who the ba- we know who the bad guy is we know now that the bomb is actually on the plane Again, the, the, sound only, the only clue that is act- was actively hunted for and found was found by the wife, who was like, please investigate my husband's disappearance. And not until now, um, days later, finally, um, oldest Hardy boy is finally... Also, I love we still don't know their names. Um, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. Is, is, is just now... I know Callie. That's, yeah. that's the only one oldest in the show Oldest Hardy boy got up early and was like, well, I guess I'll try to figure out this clue that we got. <laughs> Finally, it's like, oh, this cracks the case. 
just so you know, on the on on the landing, uh, on the tarmac, Tony Eagle's like giant oh. fur coat with whatever the outfit is the worst Absolute, outfit. Can we just go no, ahead and say that's without a doubt? Every time he shows up, dress. I was like, oh well, this is the worst outfit. This, and then finally he shows up in this giant fucking fur coat, like jeans and a, a jeans, white shirt and a fur coat, like, and he's got this fucking, he's got this like look like a portfolio with him. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? You fucking monster. It's got my sheet music in it. Like, whoa. It's my sheet music or my, uh, it's 12 of my best pastels. I don't know. It's a portfolio. Um, everyone's there. The chief is there. Uh, shifty mechanic. Shifty books guy. Shifty books um, guy, again, cool fucking outfit. We got a fucking turtleneck yeah. with a leather jacket. I like it. I think I like this one cool. better than the tweed jacket because the leather jacket yeah. really is a good Yeah, it's statement. a brown leather jacket um, with a black turtleneck, which is cool as fuck. And he's got like cool Tony, sunglasses. Wish- yeah. Oh, it's yeah. great. Tony, we wish you well. Good luck on your plane flight to England. Late. Here's all the paperwork that um, that I guess is supposed to like let you know where all of your money is at. Hardy boys come in on that van. Guys, you can't let Tony go off. There's a bomb in the plane. Oh, and even better. I love they pull up and the, the chief's like, oh, what are you going to tell me? There's a bomb on the plane? And they're like, yeah, exactly. All right. I don't think so, Hardy boys. I checked the plane myself. Nothing was in there. Hey, hey, do they load anything on? Just the extra fu- fuel tank. But they got to have the extra fuel tank. Uh, it's off to trip to England. They're going to have to refuel mid-flight, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. It's weird. All right, where's like, uh, All right. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll go home. They hop back in the van. They're like, "Gee, I, I don't know. What do you do when you, when you, when the only thing you've got is your, your uh, intuition? Follow it." And then we get my favorite line of the episode when the fucking <laughs> chief is like, "Wait, that's not the way to their home." They're going the wrong way. That's not the way to their home. Directly onto the runway. There's not a shortcut through there to get to the on the back roads to get to the Hardy Boy house. Wait a minute. They don't live on the runway. That's not the way to their home. After them, boys. So good. So weird. So good. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. Like I, I, there's a lot of voiceover work because the chief even they end up stopping the plane. They're like, guys, let's just check that fucking fuel tank and then. Shady mechanic and shady uh, bookskeeping guy get a little nervous. And I, they I love the fact that like they're nervous at first and they're kind of backing away, and then they finally start to run at the very end. You should have run. You knew what was up. You should have just ran from the yeah. beginning because you know they were gonna find that dude in the fuel tank. Sound guy is in the fuel tank, bound and gagged. Um, I love that the youngest Hardy goes in and he's like, "Okay, I'm looking at the fuel tank." I think there's someone inside of it because I can hear a kicking sound against it. <laughs> Let me take the loose bolts that are easily like taken off and then, oh, this is a fake fuel tank. Yep, he's in here. I, let me let me make a pilot hole first. Let me get my hacksaw <sighs> right now. <laughs> take the tools around me. Oh, <laughs> uh, and they pull this guy out, and That's this fucking good. guy, like, he is just like. I'm like, how is he just been tied up for days without food and water? Because he is just like on the ground, looks like exhausted. He's like, oh, finally. (laughs) There's a a, there's a close up of the plane cockpit at some point, and it looks like Tony's driving, like flying the plane. I did not get that at first until just now. Actually, seventies, everybody flies flies a plane. Who doesn't fly a plane? (laughs) 
<laughs> the chief even has a, a, a you know a couple of thousand miles. He's getting working on that pilot's license. Oh. Um. Yeah. I mean, they get them. The bad guys are caught. The books have been bad for years. <laughs> Who knows how much money's been laundered? Yeah, the mechanics in on it. They were gonna have it blow up when they played some song on the thing, right? Like once they hit a certain octave. Yeah. Well, the thing is, once the 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 uh, um, sound guy figured out that the sound system, once it hit to a certain frequency, it would uh, uh, mess with the navigation system. And so then their navigation would be off. And without enough fuel to get back on course, uh, the plane would just uh, crash in the middle of the ocean. Mm -hmm. Elab Very elaborate light. ruse. Yeah. And easily, you could not get caught with this if the Hardy Boys weren't involved. Yeah. Well, and if that guy's wife hadn't actually looked for him. <laughs> True. She was really the one that solved this case. Everyone told me he just left me. <laughs> what? Um, I, why would never leave? Why do you guys think I would leave my wife? Uh, I mean, I mean, it's the seventies and seventies. We all leave our wives. What? What's wrong with you people? I almost did it last week. What? Oh. Oh. Chief, that's a little okay. Oh. Cool. I, weird. It's very weird, weird but yeah. End of the episode. So the criminals are being arrested. Tony Eagle's like, wow, uh, I don't know how I could ever repay you guys. And then Pops Hardy's like, well, hey, I bet the boys would love to, um, some tickets to your next concert. And Tony Eagle's like, well, sure, but the next concert's in London. And then Pops got a real, what? And I don't understand, is the situation that, like, it's gonna be an expensive trip to, like, put the boys up in a hotel for the night? Or is it just like, oh, his boys are gonna go all the way to London? What's the what's why is why is his reaction this? Because I think it's Tony, all of them. Because Tony Eagle is going to fly him there. So and I assume like you'd be like Tony would be like, well, hey, hey, famous rich guy, you can put them up in your hotel, right? Because you're not because uh, you're rich in the hotel. They're in my room, pops. Come on, exactly. They just saved my life. Exactly. Yeah, we're taking my private jet. Oh. Yeah, it's just me. You know what? Maybe Pops is having the correct reaction because he knows this guy's a yes. creep. <laughs> but even if it wasn't a creep factor, it's your kids are going across the ocean and they're the Hardy Boys. They're going to get into mischief. I Who mean, what crimes they're going to be solving over there. But Pops is always putting his kids into the line of mischief, and he's the one saying, "Hey, you give, hey, give my kids free tickets to your show." Like, weird. It is weird. I mean, no, I... And then the, it ends on a freeze frame of the Hardy Boys giving real weird looks at the camera. I don't like it. Oh, yeah. Some real kind goofy of like, smiles. I mean, goofy smiles is what it is. The oldest boy has, like, you can just see the top row of his teeth because he's using his bottom lips to cover his bottom teeth. Ugh. Cassie's not looking too great. Like, yeah, yeah, one older Hardy Boy has got a real... Like, hunt him in a bad moment. Um, younger Hardy Boy's, like, looking directly at the camera, which is also unsettling. It's not good. They both kind of have, we're masking our lower teeth with our lip and just kind of wringing yeah. our, our top row out. Kind of a, a very classic goblin look, oh, if I had yeah. to think these of a look, way to describe like it. These look like a couple of fucking hobgoblins. That's what they look like. Hobgoblins. <laughs> In my mind, hobgoblins should always be said of the same timbre of white trash. Hobgoblin. Fuck hobgoblins. <laughs> That's the episode, guys. We already want. We already know who's the worst oh. dressed. Tony Eagle by Tony far. Tony Eagle. Oof. Best dressed, I guess, has to be uh, Shady uh, Money yeah, Guy. Yeah, definitely. Right? That leather He's jacket. He's consistently given a good look. Leather jacket with a turtleneck. Come on. Who won? Tony Eagle. His life was saved. He gets to take up this trip with these two. Uh, he gets to feel like the uh, 
I, I can't say what I was about no, to you, say. You know I, who won is Sound Guy. Because, yeah. because A, he was rescued. C, he knows, he, know, he, uh, he knows so crystal clear how much his wife cares about him now. Like, yes. like, that, like she was on a mission of love to try to save her husband's life, doing everything she could to save him, and eventually succeeded. Now, the Hardy Boys are taking credit for it, but it's all hers. I think their marriage is stronger now than ever. And that's something you can bank on. That's something that's, yeah, that's awesome. Who lost? Is it the Hardy Boys? Stuck with a B mystery, even though they solved it. No one really had faith in them. They were made to look the fools in front of a whole audience, a whole concert. Um, what about Callie? She had to watch that concert. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. Maybe the wife. Well, no, the wife gets her, her guy back at the end, so I don't think she would lose. No, I think she was, she was doing everything right. I think she was a real hero. But heroes can lose sometimes in the journey. But I think yeah. you're right. Callie. I mean, yeah, Callie's just out and about riding the country roads trying to find cars off embankments, which can't be easy. Radio's in, gets hit on by Tony Eagle, and then leaves. Yeah. She's a free concert, but I don't know. Maybe she does lose. Yeah, I think Callie loses. Because, I, I mean, Pop, she, Pop's Hardy was into that concert, because, like, it's a concert oh, for it. him. Like, the Hardy Boys, like, lame. Uh, they they don't win or lose in this episode. No, I think, I think, I think Callie definitely lost. Yeah, I don't even know how to really process what the Hardy Boys did in this episode as far as... I, I get stuck on and can't get past. Let's take a moment to use the drill and the jigsaw <laughs> and have a little, like... <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know about that. It had it would have had Still. to have been easier to get out of the locked room and then just even in the bur- even though the room was on fire, grab the phone real quick and call nine one one. Yeah, uh, totally. Again, that's where my logic begins and ends in this episode to even process what they're up to. Yeah. But I agree with what you said. Callie loses. Alright. That's the episode. Guys, I love watching these Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew episodes. Indeed. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm Alex. That's Brad. Bramjackpodcast.com. Go to the Facebook group. Tell us what's up. If you have any uh, tips on how to play uh, the Cthulhu game, get at Brad before Boy. they do that. If you have dice tips, I don't know. Uh, I just want to say, if you're watching shows, let us know. I just want to say, for the record, it's currently five minutes after midnight. <gasps> Picard. Just saying, uh, more. It's Moriarty time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. One billion dollars, please. Thank you. Cha-ching. Yes, we will use it wisely and responsibly. It was given to us. And friends, as we're all hunkered down during these quarantine times, um, if you hear some squeaking and scritching and you, you see something glaring at you from the across the room, um, it's not a pest, friend. It's a filthy white trash. Cool, I'm a goblin. <laughs> mm, gross. It's super gross. I, I don't like it. Is the flickering torch the name of the sound system business? <laughs> uh, <laughs> great it, had, it had a logo. I mean, a building caught on fire. Is that the flickering torch? Maybe. Is there a Ricky Nelson song called The Flickering Torch about a man who gets bamboozled by his, like, mechanic and money guy? I'm sorry. I don't mean to go back to the mystery I'm, that was solved. I'm, literally, but the, I'm looking was... at the 
I'm looking at the door of the sound system place, and it is not flickering torch. Who knows what it is? Who knows uh, what the hell this is? Is the plane they fly in called the flickering torch? Uh, like, is flickering torch like a plane term? It's like, oh, that's a flickering torch. Uh, I got three flickering torches at 8,000. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if you know what the fuck a flickering torch is, let us know. I really want a scene where they go into the, the, like, the holding part underneath the plane, and as he is, like, trying to get, uh, sound system guy out he looks over and there is a small uh just glowering goblin looking at him and then he's like holy shit there's goblins in the plane and it's carrying a flickering torch bingo it's the same thing they got cut yeah and then like they're like all right goblin what are you doing in here uh listen i was framed i i didn't have anything to do with this and then we pull back and we realize who's been behind this whole thing all along moriarty It's a simulation within a simulation. Billion. One billion dollars, please. Thank you. Direct deposit, please. After we donate a large sum of this billion dollars and, like, help out the world and maybe help to lower the curb, assuming that you're on game for that, we'll talk about it. Sure. What's the first thing we do? Ramjack Night Network, I'm assuming, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, first thing we do is... I mean, I, I, I gotta get I gotta get a house with some cute dogs. Uh, but yeah, second thing, Ramjack Knights Network. See to me that second. <laughs> okay, all right. because the Ramjack Knights Network is an investment that makes us more money. Uh-huh. That's not gonna. There's no way that could fail. There's a I huge audience. I, I can't do my best work without cute dogs. Oh, you get it. I mean, there's gonna be enough money, friend. <laughs> There'll be more than enough money. Yeah, I'm just maybe saying, do at the I'm same time. Saying. We file for the thing about the Ramjack Knights Network at the same time as you're adopting dogs. And getting the house in cash, just whatever. Walk up to any house you like in Florida or wherever you want to live. Just get, go in the door. This is my house now. Sir, you can't do that. Here's $500,000. I'm leaving now. Can I collect five things? No, I own everything in your house now. I, Dogs, I, go I, on in. <laughs> friend, I don't think you know what property prices look like in, in Central Florida, friend. Because uh, $500,000... Um, to just walk in and buy a house? I don't think so. I look. I was imagining maybe you would get a home in Jackson. I don't know why I thought about that. Oh, okay, okay. All maybe right. it was the rockabilly that we were talking about earlier, and we all know Jackson uh, is a place where there's a rockabilly museum. So there's that. It's true. You're true. right. In, in, in mid Florida, it would have to be like what five million, maybe eight million dollars before yeah, people would yeah. turn ahead. And that's if you're just doing like a a teenser home. What would it take for people to just walk? Oof. I mean, think about it. I'm thinking. 12 I'm minutes thinking. after midnight, Moriarty uh, will arrive. Yeah, we'll know, we'll, know, we'll know soon enough, friend. We'll know soon enough. 